On this week's episode of Gambling Feud, it is the Fantasy Football Preview Show. We bring on my dear friend Brady Westoff and my brother-in-law, Cameron Hinkle. We have a wheel of about 25 different fantasy football topics for you. A lot of great stuff ahead. Before we get started, I want to tell you guys that the Code of Sports Gaming Network and the Gambling Feud podcast is sponsored by Better Edge. So Better Edge is a social betting marketplace that is legal in 45 different states, and it's legal in 45 different states because it operates like a marketplace. For example, let's use the Cubs-White Sox game that's being played tonight. One person on the platform likes the Cubs' money line and places an order for $10 on that line. Another person on the platform likes the White Sox money line, also places $10 on that on that line. Boom. Now we have an exchange. It's not a sports book to better marketplace. It is a better to better marketplace, which makes it legal in all in 45 states. And you can use Edgecoin in all 50 states. A lot of sports books you go to, they'll have juice lines, but every line on Better Edge is around minus 100, plus 100. You get higher payback for the users. There's several competitions that you can find on DraftKings like Battle Royale, Survivor, Chasers, all the way down the line. And it also incorporates social media. People can post their picks, share it to their followers to view. Maybe they want a tail. Maybe they want a fade to create an order. We love Better Edge. Go to their website, www.betteredge.com, and use promo code Kyle or DJ, and you get $20 added to your order. Again, www.betteredge.com, and use promo code Kyle or DJ. Let's get to the show. Locked and loaded. Let's have a show. Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partnered with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets, hitting bets, hitting checks, hitting checks, making necks, making necks. I bet, let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I got the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers like I'm a pacer, doing it major LA Lakers. Welcome everyone to the Gambling Feud Podcast presented by the Coda Sports Gaming Network. We are on episode 91. We just got done talking college football. Now we're going on to the NFL. College football is a little more my wheelhouse. The NFL is a little more DJ's wheelhouse. So I'm excited for it. We got a fantasy football show. Two amazing guests on. I'm excited. A first time guest. And a second time guest, so very good, good stuff. My name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at CodaCapperKyle. And joining me for 91 episodes is my cousin and co-host. You can find him on Twitter at DJ Low 4422 DJ Luch. DJ, how we doing today? Kyle, we are another week closer to football, so I am doing well. Uh, summer, it's lovely out, sort of. I mean, it's also hot, and the air quality is bad. Thanks a lot, Canada. But nonetheless, we are a week closer to football, and I am juiced. I'm pumped. Call me Barry Bonds because I'm on the roids right now. Not literally, but figuratively. That was a, that was a pretty good line. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give I, that to you. I just shot that off. I'm not going to lie. Not, I just came up with that in the moment. Uh, I feel pretty good about it, so I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think you got pretty unanimous likes all around. But, DJ, we got uh, two guests on. First guest is the second time ever. He was on the Fantasy Football Preview Show last year. And wanted to come on once again. We got a dear friend of mine, friend of mine for a long, long time, Brady Westoff. Brady, how are we doing today, buddy? We're doing great. Looking forward to the show and spreading some knowledge, I guess. 
Brady, you had a good prediction last year, I thought. It was one of your busts or one of your sleepers. You fucking nailed it. Do you remember which one it was or what Larry, it was? Tyler Azier and Damian Pierce. I'll give you credit. That sounds right. I knew you I knew you nailed a couple of them. I was like, damn, he got that one right. Oh, so, yeah. No, I, I nailed those ones. You set the bar a little high, though. You did a little too well in your first appearance. Now people are expecting you to do even better. Well, I'm in seven different fantasies, and I'm expecting to be in the top two for every single one of them. Seven different leagues? See, yeah. he, he says he's going to be the top two in every single one of them. DJ, I've had this fantasy football draft with my brother for nine years. Never never even finished top two. Oh, Brady. Not, not, not once. Three oh, years. No. Basically, three years in a row, I would get knocked off right before going to the championship. Oh, yep. Tough. Man, call you the Minnesota Vikings. Tough luck. <laughs> Tough luck. I say went undefeated the whole season, then, yeah, lost to go to the championships. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, like was... the Randy Moss Patriots. Yep. Yep. It was a tough luck for sure. But finally joining us on is my brother-in-law, who's a big NFL fan. Uh, my father-in-law is going to be mad that he got on the podcast before <laughs> uh, him. But I got my brother-in-law, Cameron Hinkle. Cam, how are we doing today, buddy? Kyle, we're doing great today. Just, you know, like DJ said, another week closer to football. What, preseason starts next Thursday, right? Two oh, Thursdays? Man, I think it's, I think it's yeah. It's I coming think. up. It's something coming up, but I just want to take the time to appreciate that you guys let me on the show today, and I'm excited to see what we can talk about. Pop in your gambling feud virginity. How does it feel? <laughs> Got to start somewhere, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. He was uh, he was getting used to listening to podcasts, and then he was texting Cassidy. He goes, oh, Kyle has a podcast too, doesn't he? And she goes, yes, <laughs> he does. So then he started listening to it, and... Cassidy goes, you should have him on. I'm like, hmm, what's a good one? And then I thought fantasy football because I know he does fantasy football. I know Brady does fantasy football. I know me and DJ do it. So I thought this is a good topic for all of us. They're not as big a gamblers as we are, but they're good at fantasy football. Kyle, the one mistake you made is you didn't make it seem like you had to make some things happen. You should be like, I could probably pull some strings. I can get him on. You know, make it seem <laughs> like you're going the extra mile to get him on. And then Cassidy's like, damn, Kyle's going the extra mile to get my brother you should, on. You should, that gives you, you brownie points. You should you should have seen the uh, the wait list we have to get on the podcast though. Like <laughs> I had I had Tim to make Tebow, I had to make Johnny some arrangements. Manzo. I had to reschedule I mean, some, some podcasts and stuff like that. But I did what I could for the for the sake of everybody. I think so. Not all heroes wear capes, but sometimes like I got to be the guy to to be that yep. hero. Yep. You got to step up. You got your company man. Do what you got to do. Hard hat and a shovel type of guy. Lunch pail and a hard hat. Is that what it is? Lunch pail and a hard hat. Absolutely. Yes. Classic. Jersey Jerry. Classic blue collar. Yeah. It was, always, <laughs> it was always Jersey Jerry. Yes, sir. But all right, boys. Well, I'm not going to take up too much more time. I think we're ready to talk some fantasy football. So last year we did the fantasy football preview show with Brady and we did a top five list and it was okay. But like our top five lists were so comparable. It just started being really repetitive, saying the same thing over and over again. So DJ came up with the idea. We do the wheel for everything. God damn it, soup. We do the wheel for everything. And uh, yeah, just all, all the time in the middle of my podcast, I told him, I said, I'm recording. So so don't text me. Sends me a sad face. He, he knew damn well what he was doing. <laughs> soup will not text you for like 48 hours. And then he'll send you nine texts in a row. Yep. You're just like, what the fuck, dude? You could have put that all in one text. But no, it's just boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And your phone's just going haywire, trying to jump off the desk to make it stop. 
Oh yeah, he is he is soup. There's there's no other definition other than that. But and anyway, so now that that's over with, so what we decided to do is we came up with 25 different topics. Some are just g- generic fantasy football, just like draft questions. Some are just like broad questions about fantasy, and then the rest of them are bench start sit. So that, those will be fun to kind of get those conversations going. Like I said, about 25 different topics. And we love the wheel here on the Gambling Feud, so we're going to let the wheel decide. The wheel is always just. We'll go for about 45 minutes here, and then we will see uh, what topics to cover. So, What's gentlemen. what's the Will Ferrell Talladega Knights quote? He's like, people are going to – or no, it's not Talladega, it's a semi-pro. He's like, people are going to be talking about the invention of the wheel, invention of the bread, and the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl or something like that. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I No semi-pro fans? Oh, big semi-pro fan. I know what you're talking about. <sighs> gotta get the other two on them though we didn't know the quote yeah dude semi pro is hilarious but let's just get going i was hoping someone knew the quote no one knows it let's move on all right well slightly disappointed i'll be better (laughs) thank you you got kids though that's your excuse you use that you can literally use that for anything all right so we'll start off with a basic generic question in a snake draft what is the worst draft position to have so like where where do you see yourself like in a snake draft? Like what do you think is the worst position to have? Um, I'll Kyle, start. I'll, I was gonna say quick timeout. Do we want to do the same order? Do you want to do a rotational order, or do you just want to call it out every time? We can just call it out and just okay. Okay. Yep. Actually, actually, yep. no. Actually, no. Ideas. We'll, we'll rotate it, but we'll always go me, you, Cam, Brady. Okay, and then rotate. So then, then we'll yep. rotate it. Yeah. Yep. So we'll okay, go perfect. me, you. So Cam will go after DJ yep. all the time. Brady will go after Cam. I'll go after Brady. So probably should talk about that before the show, but here we are. Irrelevant. Yep. Uh, okay. So worst draft position to me, right in the middle is the absolute worst because you're, you're always going to get somebody that's mediocre, pretty much at every position you'll get above average guys and stuff like that. You're not going to get elite because elite's going to take get taken too early. You're not going to get two really solid back to back because that's going to be towards the end, right? Smack dab in the middle. Like if you're in a 10 person draft, like five or six, that is probably the worst position for me. I hate being in the middle. Yeah, you're right on there. I, I, I sort of agree with that. I think it's this one's kind of tough because it depends on the draft class. You know, sometimes we see a loaded draft class where like seven RBs are going in the first round. And so you want to have a top seven pick. So I think in a strong class, you're okay with having a later pick because that means you get two decent or really good guys versus the guy who has the first pick gets one of the best guys but doesn't get a guy till way later. And in a weaker draft, I think you want a, a, a higher pick because then you're getting a solidified guy, whereas guys in the later parts of the first round aren't getting a good guy. Um, so I think it does kind of depend on the draft class. But I, I do hate the middle. I honestly prefer the later. I like to have like like one of the later picks because then you get back to back. And that way you can combo like a good RB with a good receiver, a good RB, and then you can reach for a tight end or something like that. You can do different strategies when you have a late pick. Whereas when you have a first pick, you have to hit. Like, if you have the first pick, that pick has to hit. If it doesn't, you're fucked. Like, it's over. Your t- your season's done. Good try. Come back next year. Um. So, yeah, I'm definitely more of a later later pick. But the worst pick for sure is the middle. I agree. Cam? I'm going to have to a little disagree with you guys. I'm going to have to say the first pick is probably the worst pick. Because, like DJ said, if you miss that first pick, you better hope your second pick's at least somewhat relevant or your whole season's screwed. And I guess in the middle, you at least have some flexibility that your average guys can perform good one week to the next week. And we're in the later picks. It's still kind of 
questionable because now you're getting a lot of players around the same talent on your team and you're not having that one great guy or that one guy that just is going to disappoint you because, you know, everybody's got that one guy. <laughs> yep, for sure. And Brady, wrap it up. See, and actually, I got to say, it actually depends on what the format is too because I'd say a sleeper, uh, a dynasty league versus like a PPR league, it does actually matter because sometimes the quarterbacks are more valuable than say like running back or wide receiver. It just kind of varies, but I, I just like anything in between four to eight. I I'm with cam though. Number one, if that thing, do, if he doesn't hit, you're he gets you're hurt not. week one, you're he gets hurt season injury ACL yeah. gone. You're just like, Oh no. Yep. Like no. Melvin Gordon. What was that? Five yep. years ago. Yep. Lady on Bell. Bell, whenever he sat nope. out and he was going top two. Yep. No, it, it, it sucks. It does. It hurts. Because didn't the year that Le'Veon Bell sat out, isn't that when Todd Gurley got hurt too? And Todd Gurley was going one in drafts. So they had. Sounds uh, right. It was I'm, the year after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But. All right. So it seems like we're kind of on the similar <laughs> spot, but Cam kind of threw, threw a very good point out there. Like you made a really good point about number one because, yeah, you got to nail number one. Or, like you said, you are fucked. Yippers. All right, so we will get this wheel spinning. I'm curious what we're going to have. All right, it looks like it's going to be a start bench cut. So we got start bench cut for rookies. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, and Zach Charbonnet. You got to start one, bench one, cut one, fantasy football. DJ, start us off. I want to I wanna throw a monkey wrench in this, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go basic. I'm going to go just your cookie cutter, your chalk play. Start Robinson, bench Gibbs, cut Charbonnet. I love Charbonnet, by the way. I just want to get this out there. Charbonnet is so underrated. He's a beast. I think Gibbs will do good, and I low-key hate Bajan, but that's on for a later note. Um, but, yeah, I got you got to start Bajan. He's just going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, yeah. All right, Cam? I'm a little different there. I'm going to start uh, Gibbs or Jameer or whatever. Respect. I'm going to have to bench Bijan and the other dude. I'm I'm not really familiar with that guy, so I'm going to have to cut him. But the only thing that's putting me behind um, Bijan is he's coming to a team that's really young and a team that's very unproven. And him himself is how proven is he, you know? like So it's just a lot of question marks there where you can rely on an Alabama running back, you know? And especially with the Lions, very run-heavy team and a very offense-centric team, like you can you can rely on him to at least have a somewhat decent year. The Lions were able to feed two running backs last year. Both exactly. Jamal Williams and Swift had pretty solid years, like as a combo and just separately. Um, so the fact that they could feed both and now they just have Gibbs and Montgomery, interesting. That's all I got to say. Yep. Brady? No, and I got to totally agree. I- I would say, yeah, Bijan, then Gibbs, then ah, – no, I got to go Bijan, uh, then Charbonnet, then Gibbs. Ooh. I got to change it up just a little bit. I'll be interested to see how many – because I think Gibbs is going to be more of a pass catcher, more of a catching back, which is fine. And Dave Montgomery, I think he's going to take over for Williams from last year. He's going to have all the goal line yep. touches. So I got to go with that. I think he's going to have more points for a fantasy. That's my yeah. biggest fear with Gibbs is that I think I think he's not going to get much goal line work. I think Montgomery's going to steal a yep. lot of touchdowns. 100%. But Gibbs could get like six catches a game. So if you're in PPR, Gibbs could like still light it up. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see your point there. 
Uh, I actually had the same thing as Brady. I'm starting Bijan, benching Charbonnet, and cutting Gibbs. Uh, for me, for me, Bijan, I love Bijan in college. Obviously, not the team he was on. But uh, DJ and I have talked about Bijan a lot on this podcast. He's very, very, very much NFL ready. He has all the intangibles you want in a running back. He's going to get carries because that Falcons offense sucks. They are so bad. So he's going to get his. Um, I, I'm benching Charbonnet because uh, Kenneth Walker is going to be their RB1. He's going to get a bulk of the carries. But Charbonnet complements Kenneth Walker's game really, really well. So I can see him getting a little bit of work done, maybe a little goal line touches, maybe a third down back or something like that. I like him a lot. And the point I had for Gibbs, why I'm cutting Gibbs, is they paid David Montgomery $18 million dollars that that's i mean lot. that's a lot for that's a lot for the cap he's got to get his to get his money's worth so i think that gibbs is gonna he may be the starter and end up being the starter montgomery's gonna get his so i think until they get rid of montgomery i think gibbs is gonna struggle in fantasy so that's why i think i just gotta cut him yeah and i think with a rookie running back like you don't want to just destroy him early it's kind of like a young pitcher like you don't want to use his arm too much right um and so you want to kind of save him a little bit and you don't care about montgomery like that guy could get tackled by the entire other team or ran over by a bus you don't really care whereas gibbs is your future so i think they could kind of control his carries a little bit Mm -hmm. still love gibbs i still love gibbs oh love gibbs for sure love gibbs yeah yeah gonna have a lot of catches a lot of catches now, if you're non-PPR, don't love Gibbs. Yeah, yeah don't love him. I'm going to flip it real quick. Okay, we're going to go back to another generic one. What is the perfect number? Like, when you're in a fantasy football league, what's the perfect number of members? Do you like 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16? What's just the perfect number that you'd say for fantasy league? Uh, Cam, we'll start with you. I'm going to have to go right in the middle with 12. 16 is just way too many. 14 is doable. But it's still not right there. And anything less than 12, it just seems like you're having way too many good people on one team. Where 12, you at least have that competitive aspect, but you're not wasting all your, like, spots on, like, players that are bozos, you know? Yep, for sure. And I got to agree with you. Uh, And actually, I would go 10 and 12. I just – yeah, anything above 12 is just – it's just too many. You're not going to get – you're going to have the people that hit on the late round picks. And those are going to be the ones that are going to be number one in your league and anything below 10, like with eight, I've been in one of those. And like you said, every team is just stacked and it's what team is stacked better, which one's making better trades throughout the season. Yeah. For me, uh, I've, I've been in leagues where we've, we've had, I've been in a six person league and I've been in a 16 person league and those are just too terrible. I, I like 12, but I personally prefer 10. I, any league I'm I'm in has uh, 10. It's just like like Cam said, 10 and 12 right in the middle there. When you have 16, I mean, if you're if you if you have 16, like Cam said earlier, one is the absolute worst position you can be in if you have 16. And even in the, the middle too. But, or if you have 16, like you're gonna get two below average ones. So I think 16 is too many. If you have six or eight, you got super teams going on. Like I mean, you can have like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Jefferson all on the same team because there's just so little teams in between there. So I don't like that view. So for me, it's 10. Yeah. I think 10 is the most fun. Like your team's the best. If you have, cause I think 12 is the perfect number. I agree with camps. It, it requires a little bit of like knowledge. You can't get lucky. Like you have to be good. 
there's enough competition, enough players that 12 creates the, you know, the, the best fantasy guys usually rise to the top. Uh, 10 is definitely the most fun though. Your team's going to be the best on 10. They're going to score the most points. You're like, Oh my God, you see my team? Like, I don't even know who to start this week. I can start five different guys at the flex. Um, anything less than 10 is embarrassing. If you play in an eight and six man league, I don't want to shit on anyone, but that is embarrassing. Add two more people. Find two more yeah, people. Fine. Like eight and six is six is uh, outrageous. Mm-hmm. Who's playing in a six team? You only have five friends. You only know five <laughs> people that can play. Like, come on, dude. Get out of here. Go on yeah, I, I, you can find people. Yeah, you Twitter, can find anything. people. Literally anybody. So, yeah, six, I don't respect. Eight, I don't respect. Ten, I think, is fun. Twelve, I think, is ideal. Anything above 12, though, I will say is a real man's league. I think I'm in a 16-team league, and I won it twice. Two years oh. in a row, back-to-back like Drake. Um, and it's tough, man. Your, your, your later picks, you are throwing darts. And if you get a couple of those darts to hit, like Cam or Brady, I don't know who mentioned it. You, you're sitting good. Like, I, I had a couple late hits that hit well, and I've, you know, I won it two years in a row, but it is the most competitive because I think the more teams you add, just the more competitive it gets, and the best people, the people that know the most, no generally way. do the best. Yeah. Nope. I think those were all really good points. So we'll let the wheel decide us again. Are we going to do a start bench cut or are we going to talk something random? Okay, this one this one is interesting now. So uh now the NFL is starting to become more of a pass heavy league now, like way different than when like D- DJI, me, Brady, Cam, you're young still. Whenever me, DJ, and Brady were younger, it used to be you have to get a running back all the time and stuff like that. How early is too early to get a QB? And like when like should you consider getting a QB? Like, so I guess that's the question is, is how early is too early for a QB? And when should you consider getting a QB in your draft? Brady, we'll start with you. So I would say too early is above the third round because I mean, I can see myself paying for like Patrick Mahomes, Hurts, you know, people like that, Allen. But like, I prefer to go with the later rounds. Um, One thing, like I was talking with Kyle before the show, I like getting one of the top eight quarterbacks and then follow up like one of the last couple rounds. Make sure that you stay in the uh, top 16 quarterback for a backup or like having one quarterback with super upside and then another one that's like safe, like say Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so for for me, it depends. Um, You look at QB rankings and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I'd say there's four like elite QBs. I'm not going to go through them because I think you guys know them, but I think there's four QBs that are elite. If you have an opportunity like late third, mid mid third to get one of the elite ones that's the time to do that but if those four are done in my opinion everybody else is about the same like sometimes sometimes like if you don't get that elite qb just a basic safe qb can get you a a win i won a fantasy league with stafford before like like if you don't like an elite qb will definitely help you win like I've, i've won a league with Mahomes before too like elite qbs help but if you can't get an elite qb then you can wait so that's what my opinion. 100%. Uh, I think it, it, there's obviously a lot of factors in play. How big's your league? What are your rules? I'm assuming here for this question, normal rules, normal PPRs is my opinion of normal. Uh, 12-team league. Uh, I definitely think you have to do one or the other. I think you either have to get one of the stars in, like like Brady said, the third or fourth round, you know, after the third, third or after, or you have to wait and take a shot on two guys and hope one of them pans out. 
Um, you have to do one or the other. I don't think you can play that middle ground of getting a middle QB. Um, I don't like doing that. I'm either going to take a shot on someone, two people late, or I'm going to snag a guy that I can get early. Uh, so, like, I had Josh Allen fall to me in this, like, 16-team league I'm in. And so I'm in 16 teams. I'm like, I need a good quarterback. You know, there's 16 people trying to get quarterbacks. And Josh Allen fell to me in, like, the early first. I think I had back-to-back in the second and then the third. So then I was like, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take uh, Josh Allen here. Or not Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. I don't know what I'm Yeah, you're right. Nonetheless, uh, I digress. But uh, it just kind of depends how the draft flows. And if someone falls to you and you can scoop up one of the elite QBs, I think you got to do it. But if you can wait and take a shot on two guys and and hope one of them pans out, I also think that that move works as well. So there's a lot of factors in play. Uh, But I'm definitely – I hate getting those mid, like mid – like anyone from basically five to like – Hannish, I don't know. Because you can take a shot on some of those late guys, and one of them will pan out. I think Matthew Stafford's like QB, I want to say QB like 16 or 15 right now. He might work out. You never know. So mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. I agree with DJ on this. There's a lot of factors in it that um, you can't just say that you can take it in this round or that round. But – it's hard for me to take a quarterback anywhere before the fourth round with especially PPR saying that running backs are so valued and wide receivers are so valued. It's hard to take a quarterback, even if you have Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts up there. And I think something that's really important too, is you got to know your draft. Like in some drafts, you might have people, three quarterbacks taken in the first round for whatever. If that's happening, you might have to take a quarterback earlier. And if not, you might have to wait for a average or quarterback to just fall into your hands. So it's kind of hard to say exactly what round to take it in, but anywhere before the fourth round is just sounds ridiculous in like normal standards. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I, and I would say too, like when I say elite QBs and I, I didn't want to throw the list out there, but I guess I will. I mean, Mahomes, Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. I think anybody besides those four, you can kind you can kind of get later on and you'd be just fine. But I'd say those four are kind of the elite, unless anybody has someone one to add or, anything like well, because if you get him a homes you don't need a second quarterback like you right. can pick yeah. someone up the week of his body and know. start them there like you literally don't need to draft one whereas the other solution in my opinion is to take a shot on two guys and hope one of them pans out mm-hmm. if you if you if you take Mahomes and then take another qb in the draft i'm like this guy's an idiot i will immediately think that about someone if i don't know them and i see them drafting like that i will think they're an idiot <laughs> vice versa if they take two shots and one of them pans out you know, the flip side, though, of that is neither of them pans out. I've had that happen mm-hmm. many a times. I'm like, okay, I'll take a shot on these two guys. Both of them end up sucking. And I'm like, well, this team's just not going to win it. The boys don't have it in them this year. Well, and see, like, when I was talking about, like, like two quarterbacks, like, the one that comes to mind, since I see Cam's a Colts fan, Anthony Richardson, I would take him to four, say, a Kirk Cousins. And he's going a couple rounds ahead. Okay, I'll take the chance on the upside with Richardson because I think he has one of the highest upside. And then just a safe quarterback, I say Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, you know, one of those safe quarterbacks. But yeah, no, both both are options. 100%. It's so hard to say what you should do until the draft kind of happens. It's like, oh my God, Mahomes just fell to me in the late third round. I have to take Mahomes here. Like it just, things happen. That's how it goes. All right, this will be an this will be an interesting one. So we got start bench cut again. So we got Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler. So we're gonna do start bench cut with them. 
Um, I believe it's my turn to start. Uh, I'm starting Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's a star in one of the, on a really, really solid offense. And he's one of the few running backs when it comes to fantasy that I could say he's like a perfect running back. He'll get you yards. He'll catch passes. Like in, if you're in a PPR, that's huge to get a running back that'll catch passes. Um, he'll get you receiving yards. He'll get rushing yards. So I like him a lot. I think he's a big part of that 49ers offense. So that's who I'm going to start. I'm going to bench Eckler. And the reason I give Eckler just the slight nod over Chubb is Eckler had a hundred receptions last year and he had almost a thousand yards rushing. I mean, he, he like McCaffrey does it all just not as efficiently as McCaffrey does in my opinion. So that's where I put him. I'm benching Chubb merely for the fact that a he's 32 now and B he's fairly one dimensional. He's not a receiving back at all. He's just a pure running, uh, running back. So I think that he, um, should be started in a lot of other situations, but I think if you have McCaffrey or Eckler, I'd start those two before I'd start Nick Chubb. Yeah, so I am actually identical to you, Kyle. I would start McCaffrey, I would bench Eckler, and I would cut Chubb. The main reason, because I think Eckler and McCaffrey are very, very similar. What they bring to the table, their pass-catching abilities, their rushing abilities. Eckler's injury history, even though I know McCaffrey's gotten kind of injured late, but Eckler's just career injury history. He's gotten injured a lot more. I think that McCaffrey's a little more reliable, uh, and that's why I go with McCaffrey here over Eckler. And then kind of what you mentioned with Chubb, I think Chubb is kind of one-dimensional, and he, he's really good at running the ball, but he doesn't bring that safety factor of, like, this guy's going to get me at least 10 points. You know, like, McCaffrey's never going to flop for, like, four points. That's just never going to happen. Whereas if a good defense, like an insane Patriots defense comes in and Belichick schemes against the run and forces Watson to pass and Chubb only rushes for 40 yards and no TDs, he's got you four points. Uh, Eckler and uh, McCaffrey, never going to do that. They're going to get you at least four catches. I guarantee it. They're going to get you some rush yards, receiving yards, like the works. They're going to get you at least 10. I think they're much more consistent and they're, you know, they have multiple dimensions. They can do multiple things uh, versus I think Chubb is kind of one dimensional. So that's kind of where it's tough, though. I do think, especially one to two, uh, choosing between Eckler and McCaffrey because they're very similar. Yeah, I'm going to have the same people as you guys, but I'm not to say Eckler is going to be started. He just okay. he catches more passes. It's simple as that. Um, you can rely on him in PPR. He's always going to be your guy. Even if he gets hurt, he's still going to play most of the season. You can rely on him. And if you have a solid two back with him, he's going to be a great first start. McCaffrey, you you don't know what you're getting. You know, he could he could be a great running back. He'd be the best running back, but you can't predict that he won't get hurt. Last year he had a great season. Don't get me wrong. He stayed healthy for a lot of it. But can you predict that this year? We don't know. But I do like McCaffrey's play style with Shanahan and the 49ers overall. I feel like the 49ers is a perfect fit for him. I feel like almost every player on that offense compliments him. And I feel like it's hard to say between those two, but I think Eckler just overall has to get the edge on him. And Chubb, I just – he's getting old. He's losing a lot of uh, pass reception with Hunt being, you know, booted. I feel like that Browns team's going to struggle a lot in the AFC North as well. It's just going to be – it's going to be hard to say how well he will even be overall. Yep, that's fair. Brady, wrap it up. So, and actually, I'm going to have a different list than all of you guys – I'm going to have McCaffrey, Chubb, then uh, Eckler. Reason being, like like he just said, I mean, there's no one else behind Nick Chubb. It's just Chubb. 
all the rest of them are i'm just gonna say it they're bums um you know and like McCaffrey perfect play style everyone compliments everyone else Shanahan how he schemes stuff I think McCaffrey is a perfect fit for the 49ers um Eckler I've just I was high on him the first two seasons of his career but since then I've just I've kind of gotten away from it I think I mean he has a better backup in between even both of the other ones that he has Isaiah Spiller behind him and that's about the only reason I really have against him. It's just I like the other two better. Okay. Interesting. Kind of deciphering opinions there. But I think me, DJ, and Cam are kind of in the same realm for the most part, except Cam's going to start Eckler. Which that's tough. I mean, I, I could see myself starting Eckler as well. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. It's just who's going to get injured? One of those two is going to get injured yeah. probably. <laughs> so we're just choosing right now. Uh, we have no idea. All right, we got another start bench cut. This is an interesting Ooh. one. So the top three quarterbacks on most on most here, uh, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Josh Allen, you got Jalen Hurts, start bench cut. DJ, start us off. So I think it's clear. I think if you don't start Mahomes, you either know something that I don't know, and I'd like to tell – I'd like you to tell me how you know it. Um, but then it gets kind of tricky. I, I really – don't like some things that are the transition especially in stats wise that Josh Allen's had so I'm going to cut Allen and I'm going to bench uh Jalen Hurts I don't really like Hurts in fact last year I called Hurts as a boss and then he ended up having his best season ever so (laughs) what do I know (laughs) what do I know I don't know nothing but um I'm going to bench Jalen I think Jalen has kind of a more consistent simplified offense they're going to run the ball he's going to get his rushes uh, he's going to pass it. He's got two really, really good receivers. Whereas Josh Allen, I've really, I don't want to say he peaked early, but he just hasn't looked the same in the years. I think teams are kind of scheming better against him. They know where his weaknesses are. His decision-making is a little poor at times. He has a cannon. I'll give him that. He runs with reckless abandon, and that scares me. It actually terrifies me as like a, as an owner of a team if I was. It's like, dude, that guy could get hurt. And he runs like he's a linebacker. It's like, dude, chill out. You're a quarterback. Like, slide a little, maybe. But he's not, he doesn't do that. Um, and just his decision making, throwing. I don't know. I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go Mahomes, then Jalen, then Allen here. Um, but definitely a tough decision between Allen and uh Hertz. Before Brady goes, I do want to say, DJ, I gotta I know, I just I I gotta say, I'm gonna bet you that you said that uh you said that Brady, uh, that uh, Mahomes, if you don't start him, what do you know? I guarantee you after Cam, Cam will probably say that, but after after he, him, Brady's not going to say that because Brady's a well-known Mahomes hater. So we'll, we'll see if my prediction's true, but Cam, go ahead. I'm going to be the one to break it. I'm benching him. Starting Jalen. It's Jalen's way better on the RPO. He just is. He's going to get 50 rushing yards almost, almost every game, maybe 30 on a bad game. He's way good on the RPO. He can read defenses. He's going to be that guy. Even though they lose their offensive coordinator, they're still going to have a really good offense. They're bringing back almost everybody. And what they lose? They got better, you know. Mahomes, yeah, that offense is good ish. <laughs> He's good. But who do you have at wide receiver? <laughs> who can you rely on? And that's just the thing is he's got he's got Kelsey. Is Kelsey going to be amazing this year? He's older. Who knows? It's just the thing is there's so many questions with that Kansas City team that it's hard for me to start Mahomes. Is he a better quarterback? He's a better quarterback. But is he better for fantasy? I don't think so. I think Hurts is going to come out and I think this dude's going to dominate. And he's 
going to be the best quarterback this year in fantasy terms. Okay. Allen, once again, it's hard to say. I don't know. I feel like his playoff struggles are starting to get to him, and it's kind of ruining his confidence. It's, you know, nothing's really going his way. Things are getting tough between him and Diggs. It's just I feel like that team's falling apart slowly, and I don't know if exactly that's the way to go right now. Okay. Fair point. All right. Surprises here, Brady. So, I mean, for me, it depends on what the format is. It really does. What? How much is a rushing touchdown? How much is a passing touchdown? Yeah. Um, standard. I, I mean, I'm going to go with Cam, with the same thing Cam said, but a little bit different. Hertz and Allen are my interchangeable one, one, the start, because it depends on what the what the rushing touchdown is worth, what the passing touchdown is worth. Um, my bench, regardless of that, is going to be Mahomes. He's just he like like DJ said, he's the best quarterback on there. But what are I mean, other than Kelsey, what are his weapons? What else do they really supply him with? Andy what fans? <laughs> Andy, Andy Reid is his best weapon. There. <laughs> but like uh, their wide receivers, I mean, honestly, they're all booty cheeks. Every single one of them, except for Kelsey. But yeah, and and I'm gonna go with Allen. That uh, they they're a two trick pony. He's either gonna rush it or else he's throwing it to Diggs. Their running backs are trash. Their other wide receivers are mediocre at best. Um, Jalen Hurts, I love his upside. He like you said, he he's the greatest RPO quarterback out of this. So if rushing touchdowns are worth more, he'll be number one for me. Um, like you said, he also has the best weapons around him. I would say out of the three quarterbacks, I like the team around him better. With uh, with all due respect to our guests on the show, DJ has the <laughs> correct list. It's start it start Mahomes, bench Jalen Hurts, cut cut Josh Allen. You can say all you want, all the weapons that Mahomes doesn't have. He's a top three QB every single year, no matter who he has with him. He's always going to be that way. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown. I mean, can you ask for much more on top of the fact that he's a running QB as well? Um, I'm putting him behind Mahomes because, like DJ said numerous times, Mahomes is Mahomes. He's always going to be, I don't care who he has at receiver, what what have you. He's going to produce all the time. And Josh Allen, I'm only bet only cutting because he's worse than those two you put any other qb in there and i'm at least benching josh allen but with mahomes and jalen hurts i'm gonna cut josh allen and i feel like with if you factor an injury like you can't you have to say that with the rushing josh allen and jalen hurts are more likely to get injured whereas mahomes is probably gonna play every single game like the odds of him getting hurt yeah, so he'll play. He'll just they'll pop him with some pain kills. He'll be on some perks and he'll just play. So <laughs> it was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's that's kind of my at least why I think I think Mahomes is more consistent in that aspect of he's gonna play, whereas like Hurts and Allen are risking themselves. We saw that with Cam Newton, and now he's a shell of himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna add one more thing too. Go I ahead. think the Eagles. With adding a couple pretty good running backs with Swift and did they get Penny too or yeah they did yep they're adding I think they're upgrading that running backs there and I think in the RPO I think that's going to help a lot I think 
I mean, you're looking at Miles Sanders. They ran that so great with Miles Sanders, and it's just like, so you're getting, you're getting Penny and Swift. Are they going to be great? Probably not. But I think they fit that play style really well, and I feel like it will complement Hurts a lot, and it'll help him actually make a lot better decisions on that that run play option. Swift is only like 26 years old too. Right. Like he's low key young for a running back. No, that's that's a very fair point. And I think back to Allen, Naim Hines just got released that he's going to be gone or out for a long time. And that's going to hurt him a lot. I really feel like it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, so uh, as far as like types of fantasy football leagues, you know, you have various different types of fantasy football leagues. What is the worst type of fantasy football league in your opinion? So uh, I hope that makes sense. But uh, Cam, go ahead and start us off. Uh, draft weekly. If you if you answer other than that, then you just don't like the competitive atmosphere atmosphere because you're just getting a new team every week because you're basically admitting that you suck and you have to have a a good team. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I feel like draft weekly, unless you're trying to win some money, okay, that's different. But if you're genuinely that's your fantasy team, like your fantasy league, like c- come on, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a stab at your dad, and you know that. I agree. I like that. Brady. I don't know. I like, I like dynasty, but I feel like it's probably the hardest to do. So that's, I'm not going to say that's the worst, but it's really hard to do. And you really got to know your stuff in a lot of dynasty leagues. Let me tell you, people don't know what they're doing. So that's probably up there as well, but it's, it's probably the most fun, you know, that's like, it's the most rewarding one. I would definitely say 100%. No, I would I, honestly, I would agree with you a hundred percent. And yeah, and actually, I'm I would go Dynasty is probably my favorite one, and then it would be PPR. Like I said, Dynasty is just way more res- rewarding because I mean, you're dumping a lot more time into that. It's all year long. You're tr- you're trading picks. You're you got to think three years down the line. You can't be thinking about just this year. There's a lot more to think about. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna differ from you guys. Uh, if you would ask me this question last year, would have said PPR. I got bullied into being a PPR league last year, but then I ended up uh, actually kind of liking it. So I'm not gonna say PPR by far and away, without a doubt. Like uh, weekly drafting is is up there, but I think a notch above that, in my opinion, is Superflex. I absolutely despise Superflex leagues where you have two QBs and stuff like that. What the hell do you need two QBs for? You don't need two QBs in any other league you're relying on a a position that like well you need other positions to win it for you're not going to win with that position more often than not why are we having two qbs on your team i think they're stupid i can't stand super flexes so i kind of completely botched this question um but i'm just gonna stick with my original answer uh because i think it's funny and it's way different than what you guys said but here's my list of worst types of fantasy football leagues. I'm just going to read it directly. No money, a.k.a. no vig, no pay-in, so there's no payout. That's the worst type of fantasy football league. No PPR, second worst type of fantasy <laughs> league. Bad group of guys. A group of guys that is just you, – you need a good group of guys you can shit talk, have fun with. The draft is fun because you're with your boys. You need a good group of guys. And then weird scoring, um, like something goofy where, like, yeah, where you get like uh, every rush is two points or something. Every rush yard is two points or something weird. I hate weird scoring. So kind of a completely different angle from you guys uh, on that. But 
yeah, those are my logic for the worst types of leagues. Free and non-PPR, you're taking a stab at me and my brother's league, DJ. I just, yeah, I just, I just hate non-PPR leagues. I, well, I don't. It's not I, anymore, I, but. Yeah, I, I get an assist for that. Me and Brady bullied you into making it PPR. It's not, it's not full. Half. It's half. Half. Still, <laughs> bullied. And and we got keeper. it done. Yeah. We got it done. Good. I did what I have to do. I was a warrior that day. You know, I spoke for the, I spoke for the voiceless. I was the voice of the voiceless and I had to do what I had to do. And I had no involvement in the league. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that this thing turns into some sort of PPR. I got to add, I mean, like you said, it's so much more fun when like everyone else in your league are like communicating. Yeah. I mean, shit talking. Yeah. I mean, all this, did you see that game? You know, just communication. It's, it makes it fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm in a league where I know, like, two people. And, like, one of them is the commish, and he invited me. He's like, hey, we need a person. Can you fill in? I'm like, of course I can fill in. Um, but it's just not the same. I don't know any of these people. And, like, I don't want to shit talk someone if I don't know them because, like, I don't want them to think I'm an asshole. But my buddies, oh, I will roast my buddies. Like, bro, you dropped 80 points on me. I dropped 140. Like, oh, God, who do you think? You know, you just you troll them the whole year. And it's so it makes every game so much better. It's like, oh, I'm playing, you know, I'm playing Josh. But, girl, I'm playing Kyle or – you know, you know who you're playing, and it's just the shit talk is it's just part it's of the notch for sure. Yeah, it's like it's like goes hand in hand. It's like uh I'm trying to like beer and football or something, or beer and pizza. Like they go hand in hand. You need the shit talk with the fantasy league. Otherwise, you're just I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm gonna go off that too. I feel like if you're not clouding your friends a little bit, it doesn't make you competitive. And like if it's not competitive. Half the time, people just opt out after a couple of weeks, and they just don't care. And mm-hmm. what's the point of your fantasy if, like, you're just playing, you know, people that are having bye weeks or whatever? You're playing someone, and they have three people on buys. You're like, all right, I have to win this, but like, <laughs> this is just like seriously, dude. This is just disrespectful. Yeah. For, nope, that's good point. All right, so uh, best site for fantasy football. So when you do a fantasy football. Like what like apps do you like to use? What sites do you like to use? Like ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, Sleeper. Uh, if you're into the weekly stuff, uh, like you like FanDuel, DraftKings, what have you. So just what's the best site for fantasy football? Uh, Brady, we'll start with you. So I would say my favorite one to actually, when you're drafting, Sleeper is the best one. I think there's a lot more ways for you to change stuff. If people change draft picks or stuff like that. I mean, some leagues allow you to trade picks for fantasy football um i do a couple down dynasty leagues on sleeper i like it a lot espn is by far the second one and that's number one for just a random fantasy league personally yeah so i i I love espn um a lot of people will complain about like various stuff with espn but it complements fantasy football really well you get uh app notifications for players specifically for your team with news injury results so on and so forth the interface is really really easy for you to uh get players in and rotate and stuff like that as a commissioner doing an offline draft importing players is incredibly easy doesn't take much time at all and is uh easy to use interface so i love es i love espn a lot i use cbs for one of my other leagues and stuff like that that one's okay but it's kind of tough to read sometimes and not as good an interface as espn and i and sleeper is okay too but i definitely by far and away like espn the best so i really can't answer this because i only use espn so i don't know if espn's the best it's the only one i use 
And it's nice because when I log on and you can click between your teams really easy. Yep. So I can just knock all like, like okay, we got to add somebody this week. You know, it's the waivers are up. So, you know, I'm going through bang, 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 go through all my teams or, you know, I'm setting lineups, bang, bang, bang. I can go through all my teams. I don't have to log into Yahoo and then log into ESPN and then CBS. I don't have to do that because I'm only in ESPN. So that part of it is really nice. And then as Kyle, Kyle kind of mentioned, I think, you know, ESPN has their shit figured out for once. They suck at everything else. <laughs> Um, but that's a whole side tangent I could right. get into. Uh, but yeah, I, I use ESPN for all of them. I have no problems with ESPN. Um, works pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I use ESPN. I've never really used any of the other sites. And I don't even know if like some of those sites are legal in South Dakota. I think FanDuel might not be, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. But the one thing I don't like about ESPN is I swear the app crashes every time you try to open it. it does. And if it doesn't, yeah. Then it's a good day. That means you're going to win that week. <laughs> but no, I have no complaints about ESPN. I feel like it's very user-friendly. I mean, I don't know what the other ones are like, so I don't have much input on it. But ESPN is a very good site to use. Yep, agreed wholeheartedly. And I know I listed a few others, too. Like, I've been in a Yahoo League. That one's okay. But again, not the interface like ESPN and stuff like that. But that's a good point I didn't even mention. You always can bank on week one, that app's going to crash, like right whenever you're logging in for the first week. That's a very good point. All right, boys, I think we have time for a couple more kind of in-depth here before we can do rapid fire and then get to sleepers and locks. Or bus, excuse me. I'm going to be excited for my bus. (laughs) Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting for sure. All right. Favorite types of fantasy football league now. So we did our least favorites are our favorite now. So you got half point PPR, one point, non-PPR, dynasty, so on and so forth. What your favorite type of uh, of league is. Uh, for me personally, I used to hate PPR. I still kind of hate PPR, but I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that you need PPR to be relevant in fantasy football anymore. It's becoming a pass first league where when we were growing up, it used to be a run first league and you'd have to get running backs all the time now. So um, wide receivers get you the point. So I incorporate PPR really well. I've been, I'm the commissioner of, and I am in as well, a dynasty league, which those are really fun. You get a, like in our league, what you do is if you like, for example, one person took Josh Allen in the 15th round one year. So they get to, they get to keep Josh Allen, but they lose a draft pick the next draft pick up. So like, for example, he got Josh Allen in the 15th round. I take him or he gets to take him in the 14th and the next year, the 13th, like he gets to take him for really, really low for a lot of years because he drafted him so late. I think dynasty involves a lot of strategy. So I really like dynasty leagues as well. DJ, I don't know if you heard the question, but it's favorite type of fantasy football leagues. Um, Mine. I mean, I just, I have to have PPR minimum. Like that's the minimum barrier to be in my favorite. I think an underrated one, a one that's not talked about enough, is auction leagues. I think auction leagues yeah. are really dope because you can get whoever you want. Whereas in a normal snake draft where you're drafting, you only can get specific players. Like you get who falls to you. So if you have someone that gets stolen in front of you, whereas auction, it's like, all right, I want to go after this guy. I'll pay $10 above. You can take risk on who you know is going to be good. And you're not settled with, well, Nick Chubb's the best running back on the board. I guess I'll take Nick Chubb. And then he gets hurt, and you're like, why did I take Nick Chubb? But you had to take him in that situation. Whereas that's not how auction works. Uh, I think there, I think the draft is much more strategic with auction, and it involves, like, numbers, and I'm a numbers guy. So I, I love auction. I think they're very underrated. I haven't been in any really good dynasty or keeper league, so I don't really know. 
Um, I don't know enough about it. I think those could be really fun. I think those are very strategic as well. Uh, you know, I think there's a ton of strategy because like Brady mentioned way earlier in the episode, you have to think years in advance. You can't just think, oh, this guy's in a perfect situation now. You have to think, what is he going to be five years from now? Is he still going to be relevant? Uh, so I think there's a lot of strategy in there. And I just, I like when the game gets more difficult because I think that separates the casuals from the, you know, the people that watch NFL Red Zone. Like if it's Sunday, there better be something going on like my mom's birthday or something. Otherwise, you know, like some insane party that I can't miss. You know, my wedding, if it was on a Sunday for, I would never do that. For an You would never do that. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, you get like, it has to be something crazy that like you can't miss. Otherwise, I'm going to be watching NFL Red Zone from sunup to sundown. It's you wake up and it you get noon to basically midnight. I mean, you get almost 12 straight hours of football. And it's it's really the American dream when I think about it. Like, it's what this country was built for. And I don't think we realized it at the time when we were fighting them Brits. Um, but that was that was the point is for football. Twelve hours, essentially, of nonstop football, American style. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, DJ nailed it perfectly. I mean, my favorite's PPR. It's kind of just the normal anymore. I mean, nothing much to really add to it. Just if you don't do PPR, it's just like I feel like the numbers are way too low and it's not it's hard to gauge who's actually good and who's not, you know. I Dynasty's probably the funnest. I've never been in a great dynasty league. Most of the people don't know what they're doing. And it's just it's hard to say if that's the best or not, I, I feel like it would be the funnest if you're in a good dynasty league. Cause I feel it'd be like the most competitive. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. There's not a lot to add on to what DJ said. He, he nailed it pretty perfectly. PPR is probably definitely the best for sure. I just, I like the aspect that we're adding running backs, which is a very, um, very not run heavy offense. And we're adding them into a, Oh, now they can get receptions for, they're getting receptions now, so they're getting points that way. And a lot of running backs, like a lot of good running backs, are getting, you know, four, five, six receptions a game. So they're getting more points, and it just it makes it a little more competitive that way because I think you're feeling it in a aspect of, okay, who's the best running or who's the best running running back instead of that. Off the auction, what DJ said, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was in one auction draft, and it was just complete trolling. Like somebody took Todd Gurley, and he wasn't even on a team, and I was just like, oh, my. <laughs> People were betting against it, and I'm just like sitting here, like, okay, I should have not joined this. But yeah, I feel like maybe auctioning an actual good league would be pretty fun. It's probably pretty strategic, and I feel like at in the end of the or at the end of the day, uh, strategic leagues is the ones that are the most fun. You know. I remember the first time I was introduced to PPR was the Darren Sproles era. Oh, my geez. brother actually was the one making the points to me. He's like, dude, Darren Sproles is irrelevant in non-PPR. In PPR, he's like a relevant back. He's like, you're adding so many more players. And then I ended up getting Darren Sproles in that league, first year PPR. And I saw, I was like, oh yeah, like PPR is the way to go. It just, it adds up. Because I mean, getting the catch is somewhat significant to your team. I, I would also, just a real side note here. I think it'd be cool if you could add like PI yards to a player. Like, if you draw 50 to 100 yards worth of P.I., it's like, dude, you did so much for your offense there. Like, you just drew a 50-yard PPR. Instead, it's on the one-yard line, and you hand it to the running back. That receiver got no points, but he was the one who drew the PPR. And give it to the quarterback as well. Like, the quarterback can have the PPR yards. Or not PPR, but the penalty yards. I think I think P.I. yards should be involved. It's literally impossible to do, so it can't. But I just want to bitch and complain about it, so. <laughs> Damn that. For me, I got to go dynasty first 
just because I'm in a couple of them. And like I said, it's so much more rewarding for me, but like, but like you guys said, it has to be PPR. I, you need those points. Those points matter nowadays since it's the passing heavy offenses now. Um, I And then probably keeper. I like to be able to, like you guys, like Kyle said, be able to think down the line, even for short term per season kind of thing. Um, like I'll use one example. I took Dave Montgomery in like the 13th round on his rookie season or second season. And I've kept him every year. I'll be taking him for a uh, eleventh round. Eleventh, yep. That's a ludicrous value for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. I think there is kind of it's kind of cool how the strategy goes with your drafts. Like, all right, who do I keep? Because then the, you know, obviously you have to take them the round before, yep. and so it adds even more strategy. Because then you're gonna have one decision where it's like, ah, do I do this guy here? Do I do this guy here? Yeah, and it's like that decision could control whether you win that league. Like it's it's so much impact. I like taking the randomness out of fantasy football because there is so much randomness. Whether like injuries, you know, just random things can happen. I had I literally won a league because remember that Jacoby Myers throwing it back to Mac Jones, and then the guy picked it off, and then stiff arm Mac Jones. That Raiders got me six points there fantasy wise, and that pushed me. To oh, win wow, nice! I ended up winning the the fantasy championship because of that. Uh, and so th- that, and it was random. I didn't deserve to win that. I, in no world should that have ever happened. Um, so, but I like removing the randomness and I feel like the best players rise to the top. Yep. For sure. Um, so, okay. So I think we did reach our 45 minute mark. So what we're going to do now is we're going to, we're, we're going to go through the rest of the questions, but this time, rather than doing any explanation, we're going to do what's called rapid fire. So I'm going to say, so we'll do the same order every time. So I'll say the question, we'll go DJ, Cam, Brady, me every single time. And again, no explanation. Do we want to do the challenge, DJ, or do we want to just, or do we just want to do rapid fire? We can do one challenge. I probably won't throw my flag, but if someone really wants, I know Brady just wants to throw a flag. Okay. So basically what we'll do is we'll do rapid fire. You have to say, your answer, no explanation whatsoever. Everybody has one challenge, though. Like, if they really want to hear someone's explanation behind you, you can throw your challenge flag, and then we'll uh, explain it. But, yeah, so we'll go Brady, Cam, or, uh, sorry, DJ, Cam, Brady, me, and then that's how we'll round it out. And I'll just go off of the list here of what questions we didn't take. So uh, if you can rapid fire these ones that kind of need explanation, just try to. But the first question that we didn't cover is, are running backs as big a commodity now as what they used to be? Um, not necessarily. Uh, it kind of depends on your draft position and your league scoring. Um, but I do like getting two solidified RBs and then take a shot on a couple other RBs late in the draft that could potentially start. Um, yeah. Tim? Got to say, yeah. You know, you got to have two good running backs to be a successful team. Yes, yeah. No explanation. That's the best I can give. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was great. Mm-hmm. Nope, and I got to agree. Yeah, you can take one later on. Like like last year with Tyler Azier or Damian Pierce. Yes, sir. Yep, it, it depends on the league you're in, but you definitely need to have at least one good running back. So I still think that even though you're in a PPR, you still should at least take a running back early. It seems ludicrous that if you're in the third round and you don't have a running back. I'm just For like, sure. oh, my God, what is this person doing? Zero RB. <laughs> Zero RBs. What the hell? He's got okay, Travis so we, Kelsey and Justin Jefferson. So we Ooh. got uh 
We talked about the worst draft position in a snake draft. What is the best draft position in a snake draft? I lean late. I lean that back-to-back middle, like, so you can get two first-round players, in my opinion, if someone doesn't draft the right guy. I'm going to go middle late, not too late, but just maybe a little behind middle. I say, yeah, and it is a 10-team, 9-10 right there. Yeah, I just said somewhere on the outside. The only reason I, I lean one is I know one can stink, but if you get the best player, you're set. It's just a matter of getting the best player. So that's why I just say outside is where I prefer. Um, Fantasy football traditions. Do you have any traditions in your fantasy football leagues? No, my leagues are lame in, in that aspect. Okay. But we're good in the shit talk, not good in the traditions. Yeah, we don't have anything cool either. Maybe just a little wager, I guess. That's saying the league that I'm in with Kyle and like his brother that they run. Whoever ha- is the lowest one uh, has to sing the national anthem. So that's pretty fun. And yeah. then I got another one that uh, the commissioner says that he's going to buy a Sacco uh, trophy, but he hasn't done it yet. So I hope he does because that would be hilarious. A Sacco trophy would be so cool. Shout out. Shout out the league. Um, on a side note, I don't think it'd be a punishment. I would love to sing the national anthem. That would be so cool. The problem is we're in a league with not very good singers. So I'm not a good singer, Kyle. I just got, love to sing. They, they butcher the national difference. anthem, but yeah, so so like Brady said, uh Dead Last in our league has to sing the national anthem in front of everybody at the next week. We have a uh football, just like a basic football you threw outside. That we wrote everybody uh, every year the person's won it, and then that person gets to keep the football for the year rather than a trophy. So it's just something kind of basic uh, there. Um, let's see here. Oh, this this one I'm curious about. Okay, the worst type of fantasy football drafters. Uh, people who consistently take forever on their pick, like they didn't know it was their pick next, and then people who steal all your guys right before you i've had a guys where they they literally i'm like i want this guy and he takes them every time for like five rounds i'm like dude do you have my draft sheet what the hell but those are the two types i hate yeah he had it pretty well people that take your the person you want it just ruins your whole mojo because you're like now what do i have to pick and it's just not fun it's it's uh it's a nail in the coffin it's not fun Especially when they fall like three positions, like, oh my God, I just need one more. I just need one more. And then they take them. And then it happens again and again and again in the same draft. And I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm going to explode. So uh, I'm going to agree with you guys. Having someone ahead of you that they take the Zex person that you're going to take. Shout out Dayton Augustine because you can stop being right in front of me for the last, what? Four fucking years, for the love of God, get out in front of me. Uh, that and uh, people that take kickers in the what third round, third round. You do that, I'm gonna throw you through a fucking window. Which we've had, we've had people do that before in our in our league. Um, that like DJ said, uh, as light as I can say it, people who like you should have two people you know right away so whenever the person's up you know who you're taking and go get go get them people who it's their turn and take five minutes flipping through a magazine trying to find the person they want in the 16th round or something like that like no i hate you 
All right. So I'm going to save the the start bench cut for last. We'll do that. We'll do the ending questions. Then we'll end with start bench cut because I think those will be kind of fun and those will go quicker. Um, How early is too early to draft a defense special teams or a kicker? You have to draft them the last two rounds, in my opinion. They have to be literally your last two picks. If they're not, um, I don't respect you. Yeah, if you're thinking about drafting a kicker or a defense, uh, you have a problem. Just just save the picks, man. I mean, even if you have five running backs already, ten wide receivers, even though that's not possible, don't don't waste your pick. Just just save it. I say, and there's one podcast that I've listened to that uh, he said. You don't even need to take one. As long as your commissioner doesn't bitch you out for it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take one. I'm just going to I'm just going to pick them off waivers. Which one has the worst or the best, you know, who they're playing? 100%. Stream of defense. I love stream of defenses. Yep, I absolutely defenses. love it. Yeah, so kick, so kickers like I always take last round every single year. It's not a surprise. That's just who I keep every single time. Defenses I've considered taking like third to last or fourth to last, if it is a top defense and it doesn't seem like anybody else is going to take them, then I might consider it. But otherwise I'm with you, DJ, and the fact that it's either boom, boom, second to last, to third, or to last. Um, Okay, let's see. Uh, rookie players to watch out for. We talked a little bit about rookies. Who are some rookie players to watch out for without explanation? I'm trying to find my sheet. Rookie players to watch for, I have Jameer Gibbs, ADP, average draft position based on ESPN, 41.6. Jordan Addison, average draft position, 117.6. And then my man, Quentin Johnson, Johnston, uh, average draft position, 139.3. Yeah, I don't got a lot. I would just say Gibbs and probably Najigba. I feel like those two are going to solidify themselves as a really good weapon for both teams. Uh, so actually I got a couple, so sorry guys. Uh, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. He's going about 106. Sam Laporta, 130. And yep. Tank Bigsby. He's going yes, to be the guy. Um, so uh, I also have Quentin Johnston, like DJ said, and then as well as uh, Jack Smith and Jigba. Those are the two I had. Uh. One player on a new team that will improve in fantasy with the new team they're on. Oh, so I didn't realize this is one player. Um, do you just want me to give one? You give what? Give what you got. I got Calvin Ridley just joined Jacksonville. Gonna have a massive year. Darren Waller was trash and always injured, so joining the Giants can only help him. Uh, Hopkins is the best player of all time uh david montgomery he's not i mean randy moss is the best receiver of all time but that's a side note uh david montgomery going to detroit gonna be huge and then brandon cook's going to dallas that'll be very interesting yeah i'm gonna kind of reflect off that i feel like cooks will be really good with the cowboys um i think montgomery's gonna be trash at the lions i really think so really i really think so and um ridley i think it'll be pretty good that jags team it's gonna be great no matter who you have a wide receiver they're gonna be pretty good I'm really excited about the Jags team, offensively speaking. I'm super stoked. Yeah, I got to agree with DJ on this one. I got to go with Montgomery. This is going to be the best O-line that he's ran behind. He did he's going to have, have LeGarrette Blunt numbers where he's going to have like 16 touchdowns. He's going to have crazy numbers. He should. In yeah. theory, I'll say. North is weak. Detroit's low-key good. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that you guys didn't mention. That's DJ Moore on the Bears. I think the Bears need need a, 
a wide receiver. They need a wide receiver one really, really badly. And you guys can give me that look all you want. They need he's gonna be their he's gonna be one of their go-to guys. So they said the same with Claypool. Claypool Clay- was hurt. Yeah, and Claypool's gonna go do fashion shows. Someone's gotta do them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh what division has the best fantasy football players? This one was so tough. I'm gonna go AFC West though. I think there's a lot of teams that could be at the top, but AFC West. The AFC West, huh? Yeah. That's I would got... say probably. <sighs> AFC West has got the Chargers and the the Chiefs and, and the Raiders. Broncos and, and the Raiders. Like, they're just the best division in my opinion. Okay. I, I don't know if I can answer this. I de- There's definitely a couple worst conferences, but, like, I feel like the rest are pretty mediocre. Um I don't know. I don't got an answer for this one. Okay. And I got to go with DJ AFC West. Let's go. Nope, it's going to be going to be pretty unanimous there. I also had AFC West. Um, and then before we go to start bench cut to end it, uh, worst NFL division with fantasy oh. players. NFC South by I think a huge margin. No, I'm gonna have to go to the AFC South, even though I'm a Colts fan. Other than JT and Derrick Henry, that that's gonna be bad. The Jags are going to carry the whole division, and everybody else fantasy talking is probably going to be pretty bad, besides maybe JT and Henry. See, and actually, I got to go NFC North. I think Ooh, just oh. every single team other than the Lions are trash. The Shout Vikings? Out all Vikings TJ fans. Hawkinson? Justin Jefferson? Kirk Cousins? Oh, oh. Three. so those are the only ones that are relevant other than Lion players? That's facts. Because all Packer players suck ass lion or bears you don't know what the hell you're gonna get and the vikings yeah no you named them yeah well, <laughs> what, I else? Them. what else do you got that's it and that's they're it. good that's justin it. jefferson's going like top three picks right now oh yeah yep <laughs> i i think it's funny that the fans of afc south teams both of the afc south the afc south is trash with fantasy like like cam said you got jonathan taylor you got derrick henry i threw lawrence out there as well but other than those three i mean afc south is horrible when it comes to fantasy football players who does the nfc south have nobody alave chris alave <laughs> <laughs> That's your response, Kyle? Get out of here. Come on. Uh, the NFC South has literally no one. They're trash. The Bucs in dis- disarray. Like, so bad. So it bad. doesn't matter. All right. So let's let's round out with start bench cut for the ones that we that we didn't do. And then we'll get to sleepers and bus and we'll call it a show. All right. Start bench cut. Uh, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Burrow, Herbert, Jackson. Or start Burrow, bench Herbert, cut Jackson. Same here. Um, again, I'm gonna say it depends on format. I'm actually gonna have to say Burrow, Jackson, then Herbert. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'll give you that. I can live with that too. But I'm with DJ and Cam. I have Burrow, Herbert, Jackson. That means Brady's wrong. Yeah, correct. <laughs> per <laughs> per usual. Per, yeah, just typical day in the office. Depends on yeah. format. Nothing new there. All right. Um, uh, start bench cut. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Start Henry, bench Barkley, cut Jacobs. Start Barkley, bench Jacobs, cut Henry. Ooh. What? That one's interesting. 
So I'm going to start Henry, bench Jacobs, and cut Saquon. It's funny. We <laughs> we all have different ones. That's that's wild to me. I have a start Jacobs, bench Henry, cut Barkley. Well, that one's the most wrong, but I think this one was tough. Yeah. Jacobs, really? He has one good season and you're all on him, Kyle? Come on. Don't jump on the high. What has Saquon done? Saquon's made of, hey, Saquon's man, made of if glass. If Saquon's dude. healthy, if Saquon's healthy, he's the most one of the most talented backs. You cannot take that away from him. You with cannot. Line, with what quarterback? With a whole Irrelevant. bunch of spot wide receivers. You're saying. All right. Uh, before we go into a rant here with all with all of us, because we all kind of look like we're getting ready to uh, start bench cut Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Start Jetta, no questions about it. Bench Chase, cut Cup. Yeah, I'm going to get back to this one. I'm starting Chase, bench and Cup, and cutting Jefferson. Challenge, challenge, challenge. Explain yourself, young blood. Um, Well, it's a little early. So I had – Cut Jefferson? Here's the thing. He's due for a bad year. He's really due for a bad year. The Vikings are due for a bad year. How often do the Vikings have a good season? Like three Every years. season, dude. They're the most successful team that hasn't won a Super Bowl. They're always good. They're just not good in the playoffs. But fantasy doesn't go into the playoffs. They're okay. the best regular season team. Season. But how many wide receivers can have four straight good years? I mean, not even good years. We're talking phenomenal years. He's still going to be good. He's still going to be good. But Very we're talking nice. about Cup. Cup's going to be good. He's going to bounce back. That team's going to be the way they were. And now we're looking at Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is going to be the best wide receiver this year. I'm sorry. If you can deny it, he's going to be. But Jefferson, I'm saying maybe 1,000 yards. On maybe on maybe 85 receptions, maybe 90. But before Brady goes – Sorry, I was going to say, before Brady goes, DJ, I don't think in 91 episodes I've ever been this shocked. I like Justin Jefferson is the most solidified receiver we've seen Here's in a while. Thing. Like he's just Here's gonna produce. The only thing that would stop him from producing is injury. The only added thing. Jordan Addison, possibly. You're okay. adding Jordan Addison, but TJ Hawkinson, Kirk Cousins. If it is a noon game, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the league. <laughs> Prime time, worst quarterback in the league. He really goes from worst to best or best to worst. But they're going to play a lot of noon games. And the NFC North is weak, defensively weak. Jetta's going to eat. He's got, he's got what, uh, that'd be six games against the NFC North? He's going to put up numbies. He's going to put up numbies. Agree to disagree, I guess, on this one. No, that's your entirely your opinion, but that, that, that one surprised me. See, I'm going to add to the Jefferson. So I would say, like, the Lions are the number one in that division. Well, they also had the best cornerback, but he's injured now. So, who in that division is actually going to be able to cover JJ? No one. There, I mean, no there one. is no defensive player in the NFC that's even close to be able to touch him. Not coverable. You can't cover him. You no. can put a SWAT team out there. They can't cover him. Mock my words. When that happens, you guys are going to be clowning me. And I'll give you a battle boy if it does happen. If if Jefferson busts this season, I will I will have gained. I will be like this dude's a wizard. I don't know what. No, hold on, hold on. I I will I will say this on the podcast. If Jefferson busts this year, me and DJ will let you run a, run an episode. 
Just all heads. yours. Pull you don't even have to invite us on. You can do whatever you want. Yep, you we'll can do whatever you want. You can get all your friends. You can do whatever you want. If Jefferson busts, we will give you the full range for an episode. <laughs> okay. If he gets injured at all, it's a null. It doesn't count. But that's, are, not, that's not in the deal. Like, but injuries are like hurt. Well, I agree, but that's like that's the that's, he didn't bust necessarily. He got hurt for the first time in you ever. Numbers though. That's that's exactly my point. Is he's you think he's the game. most likely to get hurt? Cup just came yeah. off the IR forever. He's missed, he's missed one game in the last three years. You think you think he's made of like steel? No, he's he's bound. He's drinking to a lot of milk. He's drank so much milk. <laughs> Every time I see him, he's drinking milk. He's bound to get hurt. He's bound to have a bad year, and it's just all going to come together when the Vikings fall apart this year because they're if, due for a fall apart. That's just what the Vikings do best. They fall apart when they're they not. They fall spoken. apart in the playoffs, not in the regular season. Okay, okay. We got to move on. We got to move on, Brady. All right, so I'm going to be the same as DJ. Yep, J- that's right. JJ, Chase, and then Cooper uh, – or Cup, sorry. And I think Cup's due for ba- another bad season because – He was at, hurt. He was, I mean, yeah, he was hurt. But, I mean, after winning the Triple Crown, I've been, I mean, sorry. Everything after that is just – dust if nothing uh slight variation from you two i i i also have start justin jefferson um i'm Obviously. benching benching cup and cutting chase can you give us a reason why you're cutting chase? are you challenging me <laughs> i won't try. all right that's i all. already used it i already used it i think i think me dj and brady all instinctively used our challenge it was a collective <laughs> challenge it was something so ludicrous we had to had the challenge <laughs> You just gotta wait till we get to the bus part. Then that's when you're gonna get real frustrated. Ooh, that I'm that I'm looking. If he's forward. on your bus list, oh my god, I'm cutting um, this episode. Okay, cutting all your parts out. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I'm gonna find a nerd to do it for me. DJ <laughs> has connections. I know uh, nerds. Start start bench cut Tyree Kill Devonte Adams Stephon Diggs. Start Hill bench Adams cut Diggs. Don't love it. I'll switch. This one's Diggs. tough. This one's tough. Yeah, he'll start, and I'd probably put Diggs on my bench and Adams. I just I don't know if Adams can can produce again. I don't know. I don't feel like Vegas is good for him. And I'm gonna have a little bit different too. I'm gonna go Diggs, Hill, then Adams. I yeah, like you guys said, I don't think Adams got it in him again. And then I'm gonna go um, start Hill, uh, bench Adams, cut Diggs. That's a good lineup, Kyle. Thanks, buddy. That's a great lineup. Uh, okay, start bench cut. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to say this again, but if all y'all have don't have Kelsey starting, I'm going to lose my shit. Start Kelsey, bench Andrews, cut Hawkinson. Um, yeah, start Kelsey. I'm going to bench Hawk and then I'm going to I'm going to cut Andrews. I mean, it's hard between Hawk and Andrews, but very very tough. I got, I got Hawkinson. Maybe it's biasism, but and I got to go with Cam on this one. It's really close. It's extremely close. But, yeah, I got to go with Cut Hawkinson. Yeah, I'm – me and DJ have kind of been in line most of the time. We're in line here. I'm starting Kelsey. I'm benching Andrews, and I'm cutting Hawkinson. All right, we'll go to the rookies here, and then we'll get to bus and sleepers. All right, start bench cut. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. So I'm going to – this is absurd. I hate this. This is the worst list of three people ever. 
I'm going to go start Stroud, bench Young, cut Richardson. My only beef with Richardson is I heard he's not going to start till like week 10. Right. And so from a fantasy aspect, that's what I don't like. Um, yeah, that's all I'll say. I feel like I shouldn't have an opinion on this because I hope Stroud is awful. I hope Richardson does great. But realistically, Stroud's probably going to have the best fantasy out of all of them. I don't think Bryce Young is quite there yet. And Richardson, he's like you said, he's not going to start for a while. If he does, he might be the best out there. I'm not sure. For it's sure. hard to say. He could, like, from weeks 10 to 17, he could easily be the best. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's no production week zero to week 10 is the tough part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is just one of those. We're going to have to see how training camp goes. Uh, actually, I'm going to be a little bit different. I'm going to go with Anthony Richards and then Young, then Stroud. Uh, I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. That's fair. Yeah. That's uh, fair. It, that's that's Look how my... they've done. Not well. Yeah, not well. Fact. Not well at all. Um, the best one barely went there, Joe Burrow. And, like, I barely liked Bryce Young because that man's short. That man's small. Have you, that did man's you see the pictures broken. of him, bro? You see the pictures of him in training camp? He looks like a mini-me. Mini-me. It's oh, like yeah. they let a little kid out on the field. I mean, he's smaller than Kyler Murray, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's up there for sure. But he's not as good at call he's not as good at Call of Duty as Kyler Murray. So <laughs> no, that's for sure. uh slight differentiation from you all. I'm starting Bryce Young. I'm uh benching CJ Stroud and I'm cutting Anthony Richardson. I think Bryce Young has a little more uh weapons to work with than what CJ Stroud does. I think he has an opportunity for success earlier, whereas CJ Stroud I think is gonna need to take a little bit more time to get success. And then the last one before we go to uh Boston sleep sleepers, uh, start bench cut for rookies, Jack Smith and the Jigba, uh, Quentin Johnston, Zay Flowers. This one's tough. I'm going to start JSN. I'm going to bench Johnston and I'm going to cut flowers. And I love Zay Flowers. Uh, Brady, go ahead. Brady. Uh, actually, I got to go Zay Flowers, then JSN, and then Quentin Johnston. Oh, you're making a mistake on that. Don't sleep on my boy Quentin. Do no, not sleep I, on my boy. It's Quentin. hard. It's it's really hard. It's just who's the best quarterback out of those three? Who is the just best quarterback? Who has oh, the best quarterback? Qu- the best passing quarterback out of those three? Yeah, no, you're right, Quentin Johnson. Yeah. But I think who's going to have more opportunities? I'm going to say Zay John- Zay Flowers is going to have the more opportunities. I think Quentin J- uh, JSN. There's too many mouths to feed. I mean, he's the second and or third wide receiver on that team so i on a team where two receivers are probably going to get hurt he's going to be the number one by week 10 nope yep all right cam um so i think what the question was was between najigba nelson and zay flowers johnson Johnson, Johnson. yes johnson okay quinn johnson that's right yeah quinn nelson i wish (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna say starting a Jigba. I feel like he's gonna be he's gonna be good. Even as a third receiver, I think he's still gonna be pretty solidified. Um Johnson, I, I would say he's number two. I think Zay Flowers is too small to be a, a great receiver. You know, they had they had um was it Bateman they had that was another small slot guy that didn't really pan out for them. I feel like it's gonna be kind of the same thing, you know. I can agree with that. Yeah, so uh I'm actually right with DJ again. I'm starting uh, Quentin Johnston. I'm benching Jackson Jigba, and I am cutting Zay Flowers. So, all right, gentlemen, that was really, really good. Um, I'm excited. I was that was a lot of good analysis. Uh, let's round out the show with top 
five uh, bus and sleepers for everybody. I'm, I want to say bus for last because I think that's going to be fun and that's going to have a little more uh, uh, heat behind it. So we're going to go sleepers first. I'll start this one and then we'll uh, we'll go to DJ and then Cam and then we'll end with Brady. Welcome so, to the main event. This is what yep. you've all been waiting this for. This is what you've all been waiting this is, for. Hey, so. This is where the boys become men. If you get one of these right, you can hold it. You have audio recording that you got one of these right. Um, so this is big. Yep. So uh, my top five, number five, I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. Um, and you, you can, uh, most position ranks, you can get him around 20. Um, this man was a thousand yard rusher last year and nobody really talks about it. He was extremely solid. Uh, a lot of people are going to talk about CJ Stroud, but the problem with CJ Stroud is he has Nico Collins, who has less than a thousand yards in two seasons. Um, Nico he has Collins Robert, is low key a beast, Kyle. He has Robert, he has Robert Woods, who's old as shit. And then he has uh, John Mechie, who I'm rooting for the best for him, but obviously hasn't played. And I'm rooting for the best for him. But they they need to get things going here. And I think Damian Pierce is going to provide that for them again. Like I said, you can get him fairly low on ADP. So I like him a lot. That's Um, a great pick, Kyle. Thank you. Number four, uh, this might surprise people. This might not. But you can get this guy, like, if you look at most position rankings, between 10 and 15, that's Kirk Cousins. Um, He's he's a solid QB and the fact that he does what he needs to do for you. That's Last nice. year, he was a top six QB. He threw for 4,500 yards, 24 TDs. He has the best wide receiver in the NFL on his team. KJ Osborne, solid. Jordan Addison, if he plays, is going to be very solid. Hawkinson, all of them are going to be really solid. I think he'll do what you need to do, what he needs to do for you. And I think he's going to sleep because right now, like I said, he's between 10 and 15 on most people's uh, position rankings. Um, my number three, you can get him between 10 and 15 or 15 and 25 in most position rankings where he's at. And that is JK Dobbins. Um, he, uh, would be kind of towards my number one. If he wasn't so injury prone, he's very injury prone, which scares me a little bit, but like he has yet to reach his peak. And when he plays and when he gets at least 15 carries, he rushes for a hundred yards almost all the time. When he gets going, he gets going. And I think, if he stays healthy this year, he could end up being a very sneaky good running back. So I like J.K. Dobbins a lot. I'm at number three. Um, at number two, um, he's about 20-ish in the position ranking somewhere. And I know uh, DJ's not going to like this because it's a different AFC North player, but Christian Watson is my number two, merely for the fact that when I say the Packers have nobody outside of him at wide receiver, they have nobody. He's going to be a primary target for Jordan Love. He'll get at least a bare minimum of eight targets a game, I'm saying. They they need to throw to a guy like him, a guy on the line. And when the game's on the line, they're going to go to him. So I like Christian Watson a lot. Like I said, he's going to be down there in the position rankings, but you could get him like in later rounds. I think he could be end up being a starter for you for several weeks. So I like Christian Watson a lot. Uh, my number one is a guy who is in the position rankings between 25 and 30. I like him a lot. And I think he's going to be a very, very good sleeper for anybody. And that is Drake London, who's going to be my number one. Um, He caught 72 passes last year for 866 yards. And he doesn't have a QB that will throw him the ball. But man, that wide receiver core is terrible outside of him. I think adding Bijan to, you got to respect the run and the pass, which will open up opportunities for him to get a lot of end zone touches, to get a lot of end zone catches, deep balls thrown to him, but they have nobody else that wide receiver in tight end position. Kyle Pitts has been hurt quite often as well. So I think he's going to be a very, very solid wide receiver. 
And I think you can get him really, really late and keep him in, in a franchise for a long, long time. I like him a lot. So my number one sleeper for 2023 is Drake London. Who's is it Mariota or is Ritter getting the start? Ritter. I haven't it is Ritter. Okay. Interesting. Um, so I didn't do a top five, like one through five. I did a QB, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and then I did a flex um for my sleepers. Um, so I'm gonna start with my wide receiver first. I'm going Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's gonna have a huge fucking year. Uh I'm just gonna say this here first. He had a lot of shit obviously happen, you know, the whole gambling thing. Then he was depressed and couldn't play. You know, I get that. You know, it's serious. You know, people suffer from depression. You know, I hope anybody out there who's got that going on, you know, you get that figured out and get get life going the right way. Because I don't want nobody to be depressed. I want everyone to be happy. Saying that, Calvin Ridley's stupid talented. This dude is crazy athletic. Alabama product. Like, let's look at the Alabama resume. It's up there with the LSU wide receiver resume right now. Like, them boys know how to play football when it comes to the wide receiver position. Calvin Ridley got Trevor Lawrence, got a competent quarterback. Calvin Ridley finna go off. You're like, oh, what if they just focus it on him? Uh, he's got Christian Kirk, his mans. I, do they have Zay Jones still or no? I don't think they, they yeah, do. Oh, my God, dude. Yes, they're going to be unstoppable. Uh, this this uh, Jaguar offense is going to be stupid fun. They got Travis Etienne running the ball. Calvin Ridley is finna go off. He's average draft position right now is 67, uh, and I, I think he's going to outperform that by, by a long shot. Um, this is one of my more underrated ones, maybe a late round. I like throwing late round darts, you know, guys will take, take guys that are never going to develop. I like taking guys who are either never going to play or potentially win you a fantasy league. That's how I like to do my late round picks. Devon, a cane, a chain. I don't know how to say his name. He's the running back, a chain. Yeah. For Miami dolphins. And everything I've heard about this guy is he is stupid athletic. And he's a he's going to be a really vital in the pass catching game. If you look at the running back room, there are a ton of names in the Miami Dolphins camp, but they all kind of suck and they're all kind of mid. Who are you going to give a chance to a guy you just drafted in the third round? Um, I think McDaniels is smart enough. This dude's stupid athletic. I think by the end of the season, he will take over a primary of the pass catching work. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, a Darren Sproles like player. Uh, and you could get him. He's average draft position to 168 right now. Um, so if you're in a PPR league, I definitely recommend taking a flyer on this guy late. And I think he's definitely going to pan out. We know the Dolphins offense is going to be able to move the football. He might not run as much, but he's going to get a ton of work in the pass catching check downs. And he's stupid athletic. All right. Now we're going to the, the segment that I'm a little worried about here. And it's the it's the who's back segment. And who's back is going to be the Denver Broncos this season. Um and the main reason I say this is I hate Sean Payton because he's a bum and he did the thing to the Vikings that he did. But the man knows how to coach football. You know, we got to give him credit there. He knows how to win. Maybe it was Drew Brees. Maybe it was Sean Payton. Maybe it was Tom Brady. Maybe it was Belichick. We don't know. But we know Sean Payton knows how to coach. So I'm going for top five sleepers here. I'm going to go Russell Wilson, Greg Deluch at tight end, and then Delucci, whatever the hell I ever say his name. George. And then at flex. Yep, that sounds right. And then I'm going to go Cortland Sutton. So reasons for each. Russell Wilson probably had the worst season anyone's ever had ever in a billion years last season. He was awful. I, I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if that was him or a clone of him. He was that bad. Now he's got Sean Payton. Now he's got an actual offensive-minded guy. And we've seen Russell in his bag. Like, Russell's good. He, he Historically, he's had a great career in the NFL. So if he can restore some of that, with Sean Payton, I think Russell's going to go off. His average draft position is like 131. I think he's ranked like 18th. 18th? You're telling me he's the 18th quarterback off the board? And he has potential to be MVP Russ again? 
I'll take a shot on Russ all day. So I think Russ is going to have a huge year. Um, and then Greg Deluch, uh, Deluchi, whatever the hell his name is. Again, I botched it. I should just look it up beforehand, but instead I'm like, no, it's just free ball it when we're in here. Uh, tight ends, huge. Uh, I think tight ends are kind of tough to find sleepers here, but I like him because I think the Denver offense is going to have a huge change. And I think everyone's so far down on them because they were so bad last year. They were so terrible. They were probably one of the worst offenses we've ever seen with the weapons they had. Uh, and if their offense is back, so if I'm going to choose Russell Wilson, I got to choose Greg here. Uh, I think he'll have a huge year, uh, especially for his average draft position of like 158. And then lastly, we got my man, Cortland, Cortland Sutton. I think he's like 6'4", maybe he's only like 6'3". Jump ball, red zone target, stupid athletic. He's got Jerry's Judy running across the middle, taking coverage. He's running along the outside. Who throws deep balls? Oh, Russell Wilson, he threw to Tyler Lockett, a billion of them. Well, now he's got Cortland Sutton. So, again, if I think if Denver has the year that they are supposed to have, and if Sean Payton is half the coach as advertised, Denver offense is going to take a huge step up. And I think a lot of these Denver assets are being way undervalued because they were so bad last year. I think Cortland Sutton's going to have a massive year. Uh, he's going to have a ton of touchdowns. He's going to go off. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Denver this year. Uh, I'm going to try and get so many Denver players on at least one of my leagues. And I'm either going to win that league or I'm going to finish dead last. Only two options. Uh, but I, I really do believe in Sean Payton. And I think if you look at the weapons they have, they have a ton of weapons. Their defense is very solid. I think Denver is going to be a potentially scary team. They could also be one of the worst teams. Like, that is how it is. But sometimes you got to roll the dice, you know. You either win or you lose. And that this is a decision in these players, in this Denver team. All right. Very good list. Uh, Cam, we'll go to you next. What do you got for your list? I did a little different aspect. I did two, like, you know, like DJ said, darts thrown just really late guys and then the other I people love like darts sleepers but i think one big sleeper is going to be elijah moore this year okay. i don't think amari cooper is the guy i don't think the browns are going to enjoy him i think he's gonna barely get time really um who else do you got people jones i mean there's not a lot of skill there at the receiving core i mean if cooper does play good this will be an awful pick but if he doesn't, this is going to be a great pick, and Elijah Moore is going to get that time. Regardless, even if, if Cooper is bad, he's going to get time. Um, you're losing Hunt in the backfield for receptions. It's going to have to go somewhere that can get those short passes, and Moore is that guy, you know. He, he can get really good short passes. I feel like he's going to improve, and I don't have the projected draft stock, but his or, um, for receivers, he's a 46th in, like, fantasy rankings. So that's pretty low. You could get him probably pretty late. It's it's a good pick, you know. You got if he's available there way late in the draft, take a shot, you know. Another guy I have is Jameer Gibbs. He's 19th running back, uh, like the 19th rated running back. And I don't have a lot of facts behind this, but me personally, I think Dave Montgomery is going to suck this year. I don't think he's got a lot of in him. I just he's getting. I mean, he's not older, but he's getting older, and I feel like running backs really don't have longer than a four or five year career anymore, unless they're Derrick Henry or some absolute beast i don't think montgomery's got it i think this gibbs dude's gonna take over and he's gonna be an absolute animal is it gonna take five weeks it might but once those five weeks are up this dude is gonna be unstoppable the dude's shifty he's athletic this might be one of the most athletic running backs coming into the draft and i'm not saying like oh he's a tank or this this dude is like insane insanely athletic this dude can do anything moving on though uh, this is kind of like a, a throw in the dart. Zay Jones, he's a 62nd run or 62nd hey. wide receiver 
the dude was a beast last year. This dude maybe got eight, nine receptions, but he got those receptions. PPR, this dude is a stud at flex. If you need a good flex and you want late in the draft, this dude is someone you need to get. If you don't, you're, you're missing out. This, even, even though they got Ridley this year, I get that. But he's still going to be the third wide receiver. They're going to still have 50, thir- or 50 passes a game. They're not going to slow it down. He's still going to get six, seven receptions. He's still going to be a beast. And he, he's just good. He really is. He's reliable. And even if he doesn't get seven receptions one week, he'll still get four at minimum. You know, he's going to get the targets. Whether or not he gets receptions, that's up to me. Like Kyle said, Christian Watson, he's going to be good. He's going to be – the Packers have nobody – and the one thing I like about Watson is this dude on verticals is insane. You get this guy in open field, nobody can cover him. And the one thing about Jordan Love is he's not great at short passes, but those deep bombs, he can throw them on a dime. And that's what I think is going to help him a lot. I mean, there's not a lot of film out there for Jordan Love. Maybe he's not the same guy he was in college. But I feel like this guy complements his college play style perfectly. And whether or not Love comes out to be that guy, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a bad pick. But Christian Watson, he's stupid athletic, he's stupid fast, and he's a lot like Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to be good this year. And then, oh, this is this is going to be the hard one that I think a lot of people might not agree with. And this might be very biased, but Alec Pierce, he's the second receiver on the Colts. The thing about him is he was trash last year. I had so much hype behind him. I thought he was going to be good, but he was trash. The thing about it, though, is he is one of the best vertical receivers you'll ever watch in college football. This dude at Cincinnati, you'll throw it up to him and he will catch it. Matt Ryan could not get the ball to him. I mean, he was he was 10 yards short at times. You get We get Richardson playing. If Richardson plays, that's the one big factor. If Richardson actually plays, that's going to be the thing. Because Richardson will be able to get the ball to him and he'll be able to make those plays. That's saying I think Pittman's stock will go down a lot. But, yeah, that's my five people. No, I like good, it. I like list. it. And I love the dart guys because it's that's how you make or break your team is you hit on a couple of those darts. That's literally the de- like that's why you got to take those risks. You have to draft guys that might never play or never be good or fantasy relevant. But there's a chance. There's always a chance. Remember Keyshawn Vaughn with the Tampa Bay? I thought he was going to be the next James White. Turns out he wasn't. But man, I thought <laughs> for <he's> not. <laughs> uh, that's right, how Brady. it goes. Brady I got one more more thing on Pierce, though. One thing about him is, like, he might not be great for the first, you know, 10 weeks even. If Richardson comes in late, this dude could help you in the playoffs. Like, this guy's going to get numbers when Richardson plays. That's going to be just how it goes. It's simple as that. The only thing about it is, are you willing to wait that long is a thing. This dude's not going to probably even get drafted in most leagues, so it's a dude you could probably get late, late in the draft. It's, It's a really good chance. I like it. I like your list. Except, he's good except for, for Watson. You got the late. Yep. Nope. That's that's a good that's a good list. All right, the rest of your list is up. phenomenal. Uh, so I printed off my list yesterday. So this is all off CBS ADP. Uh, one valley that I like that I think he's gonna go hit. I'm j- just gonna hit. Uh, Dave Montgomery at 43. Like I said earlier, I think he's running behind the best offensive line he's ever ran behind. So he should have a better season, I think. No shot. That's fine. Dave Montgomery's going to go off. See, I'm in both camps. I love Gibbs. I think Gibbs is going to go off, but I'm also in your camp, and I think Montgomery's also going to go off. And like, like they did last year, I think that they can feed both of them. For, for sure. They, they've proven they can with Swift yep. and Williams. Yep. And I, But I think Montgomery's going to be the 
the goal line running back. For so sure. that's why I think I lean towards him a little bit. Okay, more. I, can, I can respect that. Uh, my next one is James Conner. He's going at 49. Who else does Arizona have if Kyler Murray is injured? Who's starting? No... I don't freaking know. Is it James Conner? I think. Yeah, no, James Conner's starting at running back. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I thought you meant at quarterback. I was like, oh, no, yeah. I, I can't tell you who their backup quarterback is. Even their wide receivers, they don't have Hopkins anymore. Who are they going to throw it to? So they, they're seriously just going to feed Conner, I feel. So I feel like him going at 49, I think he's going to return value really, really well kind of a thing. I think he's the least sexy, but the most productive pick. Most productive, like he's exactly. Not, exactly. You see that draft pick like, oh, James Conner. But he's going to just take care of business, TCB. I think he's going to be, I mean, you know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, and He actually sure. might produce more than what you expect. Um, I agree. This one's for you, Cam. Anthony Richardson. Uh, the only reason I went with him is... Actually, I heard a podcast earlier. It sounds like he's going to start earlier than later. He might be ready for week one, actually. Um, he's one of those that, like I said earlier, that if you can take him and then take like a safe quarterback, because I think his upside is, I'm not going to say it's Jalen Hurts, but I mean, he could get up in the top five if he actually works out. As long as his accuracy is better than what it was in college. Um, next one, I actually got a tight end at one thirty. Sam Laporta, shout out hey. to all the Isla fans. Yes, sir. Um, I like. I think Detroit's gonna own that that division. So I'm just following suit. I with uh was it Jameson Williams being out for six weeks, six or eight weeks? Yeah, sounds right. I mean. They picked up a couple other bums for wide receivers. I think Sam Laporta is basically going to fit in right into what TJ Hawkinson was doing when he was there, if not a little bit better. Maybe, if possible. I think Hawkinson really jumped when he went over to the Vikings. So here's one that's super deep. And I'm going to, since I gave a shout out to my Iowa fans, here's a shout out to my Iowa State fans. Brock Purdy going 165. Just got cleared today. He's starting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do I need – I mean, that offense is hands down probably the best offense in the NFL under Kyle Shanahan. They're great at just about every single position, and if Purdy can do exactly what he did last year and feature every single, single one of them, I think he'll extremely jump up the board. I mean, next year, hell, we might be talking about him in the top 40. Okay. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, really, it's a it's shot really in the tough, dark. It's really tough to hate on Mr. Irrelevant when he, he's done what he's done, and he's embarrassed Trey Lance. Right. As yeah. a known Trey Lance hater, very <laughs> impressive how much he's embarrassed him. Uh, the third pick the looking just like a bum compared to Mr. Irrelevant. Um. You know, he his NFL career has looked phenomenal. I'll give you credit there. And that late in the draft, take a flyer. It's worth it. It's, wor- it's worth it's it, worth bro. It. You got to take a flyer on somebody. Yep. All right, this is where you. it's going to get dicey now because now we're going to end the show with our top five bus. I kind of want Cam to go last because Cam said he's going to get some some people in here fired up. So I'm going to have him go last. But yeah, 
if you don't know what a bust is, basically it's someone who has high expected value that is not going to meet that. So I had a top five, like at five, four, three, two, one. So I'll do my, I'll do mine first and then we'll go back to DJ. Uh, number five, I don't know where his headspace is going to be. And the fact that lately he's, he hasn't, or he hasn't played a full season in a long time. I don't know where he's going to be at. And that's Saquon Barkley. I don't, I don't know where his headspace is. I know he just got his contract, but I know him not getting that extension caused a lot of, of hate among the NFL community. A lot of people thought he should have gotten his extension and so on and so forth. So I don't know where his headspace is going to be. I don't know if he's going to play a full season. That's kind of why I have him there. Um, number four, I got Dak Prescott. Uh, he's coming off of uh, surgery, a surgery on his hand. Uh, he lost Dalton Schultz in the offseason. His wide receivers get uh, hurt often. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, the chatter between Elliot and Pollard, like Elliot's getting paid all this money when they should be giving it to Pollard, which by the way, you've said it multiple times, DJ, Elliot shouldn't even be starting because Pollard is so much of a better back than him, but that's a conversation for another time. There's just a lot of stuff going on with the Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, he's top 10 in most position rankings. I don't think he's going to finish top 10. So I have uh, Dak Prescott there. Number three. Uh, DJ, you talked, you mentioned him earlier, but I mean, the dude is made of glass. Darren Waller is going to absolutely flop. I think this, this year, um, the two, the seasons that he plays a full year, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. He just can't play a full season. And mm -hmm. right now we got an offense that's going to run around Barkley quite a bit because they want to kind of keep him happy so they can maybe try to get negotiations in the off season and so on and so forth. But I don't trust him to stay healthy. I just don't. And I think that he is also 31. So he's getting up there in age as well. People have him at top five in in tight end rankings. I don't think he's going to be a top five tight end. So I got Darren Waller here. This could get dicey, but hear me out before you kind of react to it. I have Jameer Gibbs too. At, for a bus and for the main reason of the fact that david montgomery as i said earlier is getting paid 18 million dollars david montgomery is going to get his carries i love gibbs i am one of my favorite running backs coming out of college football is gibbs and i think he's going to be very good i don't think he's going to be good this year i think whenever they get rid of montgomery when uh, they rely a little bit more on Gibbs, when Gibbs gets his feet wet a little bit. I think year two, year three, that's going to be Gibbs's prime. But I think people are going to take him very, very early with the with the fact that he's going to be the primary running back. It's just not going to be the case. So the only reason I have him here is because Montgomery's on the team as well. That is the only reason. But I think people are going to take him early for that reason. Number one. Uh, may surprise you guys, may not. I know he missed most of 2021 and he's got a lot of off the field stuff going on. He's top 10 and I promise you, like I guarantee he's not going to be a top 10 quarterback. And that is Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is my number one bust this year. Uh, just here, here's facts. We, we're not going to talk about the off field stuff. None of that stuff. Here's just facts. When he played last year, he sucked. He was horrible when he played last year. He averaged six and a half yards per completion. One of the worst in the NFL. Six and a half yards a completion. That's like an Iowa offense almost. <laughs> he threw seven TDs to five INTs last year, which is awful. And he has some talented receivers around him. You know, he's, he's 33 years old. He's past his prime. There's no way in hell 
he's going to be a top 10 QB. So this, the other ones were kind of iffy for me. This one was for sure. My, my biggest bust of next year is Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I heard the masseuses in Cleveland suck and that's really what, <laughs> what's causing the problems. Um, yeah. So mine, a lot of times it's based on where they're getting drafted at. I think that's what defines someone as a bust. You know, if you can get some of these guys at different draft positions, they may not be bust. Uh, it's the same thing with sleepers. If you draft them too early, I don't know if they're technically sleepers anymore. You know, if it's it, everything depends on when you draft a guy. Same with like what guys are getting paid. What they get paid kind of determines their worth. You know, if they're only producing a million dollars, but they're getting paid 10, that's a bad player, like bad contract. If a guy's only getting paid a million, he's producing a ton. Like, so it's everything's always relative. But for me, top five bust. Again, I kind of went position wise. I didn't go top five like Kyle did. But at QB, I have Justin Fields. He's the sixth quarterback Ooh, off the board okay. right now. He's the sixth quarterback off the board. I did not realize, and I'll give my props to Justin Fields right here. I didn't realize he had Lamar Jackson-like athleticism. Some of those runs he pulled off last year, I'm like, holy shit, this dude is stupid athletic. And, you know, props to him there. Great dual-threat quarterback. But number six? No. Hell no. He's no chance this man's finishing as a top six quarterback. He would have to rush so much and he would have to improve his passing and his ability to read the field and his offensive line overnight. I don't think that's going to happen. So I got Justin Fields there. They did get a better wide receiver though. They did. They had a DJ Moore. Great first name. Um, At running back, I have Jonathan Taylor. He's currently the fifth running back (laughs) off the board. Um, no disrespect to Taylor, but he did kind of suck last year. Um, and like, what are teams going to do against the Colts? I know what I'm doing. I'm loading the box. I'm forcing them to beat me over the top. Cause I haven't seen anyone in the Colts organization ever beat anyone over the top since probably, I don't know, Andrew freaking luck, the goat. Uh, so the fact that they don't have Andrew luck, uh, the fact that they can't beat teams over the top, mostly due to their quarterback. I think, you know, the receivers could be good, you know, time will tell. But uh, Jonathan Taylor going, Jonathan Taylor going fifth. I don't. I think he's living off hype from two seasons ago. Uh, I don't know why he's going fifth. That seems way too high. If you can snag him as the tenth running back, I would do it all day. At that point, that's value. But at the fifth, I would much rather have different guys than him. Um, and then at receiver, I kind of have a tag team, and it's really. Um, I'm an anti Baker guy right now. I, I'm an anti Baker Mayfield guy. I'm going Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Both insanely talented players. Don't get me wrong. Now let's focus on injury. Neither one can stay healthy. These two guys playing the same weeks rarely happens. You'll get one, you won't get the other. Um, Going from Tom freaking Brady, the best quarterback of all time, not even close, not even a question, the best quarterback of all time, to Baker Mayfield, that's not an easy transition. Those balls aren't going to be the same spots they once were. (laughs) You're getting over <laughs> it's just it's just not gonna happen. Uh so uh, I believe Chris Godwin's going 21st right now, and Mike Evans is going 25th. Uh, I don't see either of them, you know, doing better than that. And it's mostly due to quarterback and you know the injury history. I just don't trust I don't trust offense. I think Tampa Bay is gonna be terrible. I am I would not buy stock in either of these guys. If you could get them late 30s, sure. You know, you get them as a 30th receiver, sure, go ahead. But at 21 and 25. There are guys on much better offenses with better quarterbacks that I would rather take a risk on. And then lastly, this one surprised me, but Bajon Robinson's the third third running back going 
drafted based on average draft position? A lot, a lot of leagues have at that, yeah. The third, third running back? Fourth, yeah. Like Bajan's crazy talented. Don't get it don't get it twisted, but the third on one of the shittiest offenses we're gonna see, like they suck. Yeah, they have Kyle Pitts and Drake London, but their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, uh, I haven't seen anything from him. I watched him get waxed in college football when he had to play a real defense for the first time, got slapped. Um, don't trust Cincinnati, didn't trust Desmond Ritter, and now you're telling me Bajan's just automatically the third running back? Ain't no fucking way he finishes top three. I don't think he finishes top five. I don't even know if he finishes top ten. He's going to get the carries. He's going to get the work. Um, Cordero Patterson, though, phenomenal running back. Uh, he was able to produce. So maybe maybe this guy's got a chance. But, oh, man, the third running back, that's asinine. That's absurd. There are so many more running backs I would draft ahead of him. Um and it's, it's more the team rather than him. But Atlanta is cursed. You know, ever since that Super Bowl, they're cursed. It is what it is. Things happen. Um, the Cubs were cursed for 100 years. They finally won a World Series. So maybe this is the year for Atlanta, but I doubt it. And I doubt it'll be their year in the next five years. Um, so, yeah, Atlanta's going to be trash. They're going to be down most games, which means they're going to be passing. He's not going to be involved. They're not going to score many touchdowns. It, it's going to be a gross year for Atlanta. The fact that he's going third is literally criminal. And I can't believe it. Okay. That's that's a really good list. I, I respect a lot of those lists. I don't think there's really any head scratches on there. So that was very good. Thank All right. Uh, Brady, we'll go to you and then we'll end with Cam. All right. So DJ used to hold a couple of mine. So, yeah, no, we're going to agree great, on Jonathan great Taylor. Great minds think alike. Yep. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, I, they've lost pieces. Their quarterback has – I think he has the most upside, but for right now, he's a downgrade technically. I just – I don't trust in him in anymore. Everyone's still – right, yeah, like you said, writing off the hype from two years ago. I mean, I had a guy last year in a draft take him number one overall, and like you said, that screwed him. If you don't hit on it, you're screwed. Um, My next one, like I said earlier, was uh, Cooper Cup. I just don't believe in the Rams' offense anymore. I think – since he's won the triple crown, he's passed. He needs to go to the next pastor. Um, next one is Miles Sanders, actually. If you can Great tell pick. me what if you can tell me that. what the Cardinal or uh, Carolina's offense is gonna be like, props to you because I can't. Bryce Young being at quarterback and boy, who's their number one wide receiver? Thielen. Ooh, and I'm out. Amphelan's the go. What um, he's 33-34? Goaded. Yeah. I agree. I think you and me can run faster <laughs> than him. <laughs> we can stay healthier, probably. That's we sure. can probably stay healthier. Yeah, no, exactly. I just I don't trust I can't name a single offensive lineman from the care from the Panthers. I just don't trust in him. And with him going at 36 overall, nah, I'm good. I'll 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 go get one of those later running backs. Is Miles uh, Sanders even good? Like he played for one of the best offenses. He played right? for one of the best offenses. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And that's he's what coming made from one him of the best. Team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, good, great pick, great pick. Next one. This was one might hurt you a little bit, DJ. Uh, Delvin Cook, just because he's a free agent. So he's a free agent. Yeah, and that's exactly why. But he's going forty fourth overall. Tell me why the fuck is he getting drafted that high? I wouldn't take him until the freaking 10th round. There is no chance in hell, unless he's signed on a team 
because most of my drafts are in the third week of the preseason. If he's not signed to a team, not a shot in hell. No, thank you. Don't get me wrong. He can go to Miami. He could go to the Patriots. He There's all these teams that he could be decent at. But what week is he going to start playing? So, yeah, no, him that high? No, thank you. And he fumbles all the time, especially he, in clutch drives when you need to win a game. When you Dalvin need him? Oh, yeah. Every time. Every fucking time. And then you stole another one of mine. Both Tampa Bay wide receivers, like you said, Baker Mayfield. Really? Or Trash. Kyle Trask. <laughs> Trash. Trash. Uh, I'll just go on to the next one. Uh, what is it? Miami Brown uh, from the Cardinals. Like I said earlier, who's going to be throwing? Marquise. Marquise Brown. There we go. Who's going to be throwing the ball? That's why I think that offense is going to be strictly running through James Conner. I just, him going at 80 overall. If you told me he was going at 120th overall, okay, I could buy that. But 80th, yeah, I'm good. I'll pass. There's other ones. Isn't he like 5'8? He's short as hell. He's short yeah. as hell. So short. Just fast, fast, fast as hell. Fast but as hell. Super but short. short. Yeah. And has drop issues. I can catch better than him. <laughs> All right, so that is great. All right, Cam. Great you, list, Brady. Great uh, list. Phenomenal. Said you're going to have uh, some people fired up here, so let's uh, end with you to end the show. What do you got for your top five busts? Before I get into my busts, I want to say the Jonathan Taylor hate, that is not – that's not respected. The offensive line last year was so bad. It was hurt. We had so many gaping holes. Our team was on complete awfulness. He was hurt for a couple of games. He will be back. Is he going to be the finish the top five running back? Is he going to be a five running back? Maybe not, but he will be around there. He'll be a seven and eight. He'll be he'll be top ten for sure. He'll be back. Especially with the offense that we're getting, I, I feel like he's got potential, but I don't think he's going to be a top five. And he's getting drafted as top five. Ergo, you think he's a bust too? I'm glad you agree, Cam. All right, let's carry on. <laughs> the disrespect is not there. Is what I'm saying. He's he's right. good. He's a Wisconsin guy. They're all good. And besides, what was his name? Like Monty Ball. Monty Ball, yeah. We don't remember Monty Ball. We remember James White. That's the guy. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Those are the guys. All right. I'll get into mine. First, I'm, I'm not going to do this in any order just because I want to keep some suspense going. But I think Joe Mixon's going to be a bust. The dude has way too many things going off. And mm-hmm. he has so many things going on in the offseason. I don't remember. Chase Brown, that's his name. He's going to be good. He's going to be. He just needs time to develop. I think Mixon's kind of. I don't think Zach Taylor really trusts him anymore. I think he's going to get the boot. I, I don't know. It's I don't tough think... to trust guys who beat women, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I just feel like he's hey, kind of – AP doesn't count. He beat his kid <laughs> with a stick. Way different situation. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's just kind of at the end of his career. And he's the 14th running back. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a pretty good gamble right there. Um, another guy's Aaron Jones. He's 15th. Um, you know, maybe. Maybe he, he's – Maybe he's worth that 15th. I don't know. It's hard to say, especially with that offense. I don't know. That team's going to be pretty bad, simply. And I don't feel I don't feel like Aaron Jones is going to be – he's going to lose a lot of receiving, especially with, you know, Rodgers saying Rodgers dumped it off to him all the time. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't think he's going to be a 15th. Um, I had Bijan Robinson, too. Um, I had him – like, what I looked at, it was at fifth. But still, regardless, top five, no. Dude's borderline top ten, maybe. It's just – it's hard to say how good he will really be on such an awful team. I don't know. You could throw freaking 
probably Derrick Henry in, and that he's still going to be a mediocre running back. I don't know. It's hard to say how good he will really be. Um, I, I think this is a no-brainer. Brees Hall, no. I, I don't think he's going to be good. I really, really? don't think. At the 10th running back overall, coming off an ACL injury, coming to a team that has completely different to what he played last year, how good is he going to be? Is he going to split time? We don't know. There's so many questions with that that I don't think he's worth the 10th running back. Now, you get him at 15, that's, that's a conversation. You know, 15th, 20th, that's a conversation. I still think he's got potential, but I don't think he's the 10th best running back right now. That's fair. And then this is going to be the one, obviously, that everybody's going to be pissed off. Oh, I don't think Justin Jefferson is the best, the best player in the draft. If you talk about the best receiver, potentially, I don't think so. But you're, te- you're telling me this dude who's had – Three good years, he's going to have a fourth good year, and he's going to be worth the first overall pick in the draft. Okay, who was the first overall pick last year? Jonathan Taylor was a lot of players. He sucked. Cooper Cup was up there. He sucked. It's kind of a curse that the the best player is going to have an awful year. I feel like this is going to be his year. He's due for one. The Vikings are due for a slow coming down. I'm not saying they're going to be a bad team. But seven wins, Justin Jefferson struggle, end of story. Seven wins and they're not a bad team? That's pretty fucking bad. I mean, average team. I'll I'll give you credit. If you're going to say he's not worth the first pick, I'm not saying you're wrong there. If you don't think he's one of the best receivers, that's where I'd have to draw the line. Okay. Um, I I I do agree though. I don't know if he's worth the first pick. That like it is asinine to me to draft a receiver first pick. I think you got to go RB. But that's you tell me he's top three. Yeah, I I could agree maybe at the three spot. But would you take him top five? I would take him top five probably. But the thing about it. If you had the fifth pick and he fell to you, I think you have to take him at that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If I had the fifth pick, yeah, I would probably pick him. It's just if I'm taking the first, second, third, maybe even the fourth pick, I don't know, dude. It's really hard to say that I'd pick him just because I feel like there's so many question marks about that the hype up behind him. But if you're if you're picking him in the middle of a first round, I don't think you're really losing much. I mean, if he has an awful year, yeah, but I don't think he's gonna have an eighteen hundred receiving yard. I don't. I don't even know about fifteen hundred. It's hard to say. Even twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. I would say is low or is the highest. Damn. I I, I would say we're we're, we're kind of not surprised at at that one because of what you said earlier. The, the Brees Hall one kind of surprised yeah. me though. I just Brees Hall. I feel like I don't know. I feel like he's just gonna kind of get the can. You know, he had he he was good. He got hurt. He's coming into an offense that is nowhere near what it was last year. And he's going to probably split time. It's just, it's, there's so many questions around it. Is he the 10th best running back? ACL injuries are terrifying. Who would you take above him? For sure. Who would you take above him? I mean, it's a lot of question marks, honestly. I feel like running backs this year, there's so many running backs that you could just throw in there and they could be top 10. I mean, top five, no. Top 10, five to 10, yeah. I I don't know. It's hard to say. No, I mean, I, I, a lot Ray's of people look came so when they stupid when Brees Hall's out of the top twenty next year or <laughs> after the season. I don't think Brees Hall is behind fifteen, maybe twenty, but top ten running back. Oof, I don't know. Okay, so like I have an ADP, like so where he's actually getting drafted at. Mm-hmm. Would you take him at the two uh two three turn? Like in the second, third round. Yeah, second to third, right there. Twelve team league. Probably not. No. You're going like a, you're going running back first round, 
maybe yeah. what receiver second round receiver, and then right round, usually, another running back it depends where my draft stock is but what i like doing is i like taking two really solidified running backs first and second nice. round that's a great pick yeah and i don't think regardless i don't think he's a solidified running back for a second round third round questionable fourth round questionable fifth round that's what we're talking Oof, okay. All right. I think I think I'll, good I think luck I'll, with that one. I'll I'll explain this in a way that I think you're trying to portray, but I think his floor and ceiling are very far apart. I yeah, think he could oh, have a phenomenal sure. top five running back season. He 100%. could also be outside of the top forty. Like he could just not. He could get hurt. You know, with the ACL, that shit's scary. As soon as one thing goes, you lose. It's just terrifying. Aaron Rodgers is the only person to ever hurt something like that and get faster. Um, so I, I do understand that aspect, but I do think his floor and ceiling are very far apart, which when you're drafting a top 10 running back, you really don't want that. You want their floor and mm-hmm. ceiling to be very close. So I get that aspect. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I will I will say, though, that like I give you respect in the fact that um, most people will come on this show and they'll be like, OK, I'm kind of nervous for this. I got to play it safe and stuff like that. This is your first show and you came uh, guns ablazing and got uh, DJ fired up. So mad respect, <laughs> mad respect. Anyone that can come on here with hot takes, always respect it. Yeah, for sure. I will say that the Justin Jefferson, it's definitely a hot take. Will it happen? Probably not. But that's that's just what I believe, you know. Like I said, I, I'm, being, I'm being serious. We will turn over the podcast for you for an episode of Justin Jefferson oh. Bus. We will turn the podcast over to you. Well, what's the top 10 What's the top 10 what are we talking? Not a top 10 for sure was a bust. I would say if he's not top five, that's also a bust. Okay. But okay. if he gets injured, I feel like that's like a that doesn't that because like I understand your point that he hasn't gotten injured yet, but he doesn't have an injury history. So like if he does. It's like okay, who like you knew that? Congratulations! I don't know how you knew that. Maybe you injured him. You know now now I'm at the sick the FBI I, on yeah. you or something. Had to head up to Minneapolis for some random reason. Yeah. Um. I all right, well, ge- gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Uh, one of our longer episodes, but honestly, I like this episode because there's a lot of great analysis to it. I don't mind the longer episode for this particular topic because I think it's a topic that you need a lot of discussion with. You need a lot of analysis with, but. uh Cam and Brady, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, boys, I really enjoyed chopping it up with you, uh, all of you, all of our takes. It was fun. It's got me excited for fantasy football. We're so close, baby. We're, We're so, so close. close. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Thank you guys for coming on. 55 more days, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, that'll do it for episode 91 of Gambling Feud. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Coda Kyle and DJ for 91 episodes. Wrap it up for us, buddy. You can find me on Twitter at djlo forty four twenty two. Thank you for tuning in. And next up, I think we have the college football draft, which will yep. be another exciting episode. <laughs> gang, gang. Peace,